Hello and welcome to Someone Should Make This, a show where we do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. And right at the top of the show, I want to get a PSA out there. We are doing Extra Life next weekend, starting Friday night, November 6th, uh, going for 24 hours. We'll be playing video games for charity. Uh, It's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to benefit the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. We're going to be streaming on Twitch. Um... We uh, we did we did it last year, uh, not through someone should make this, but past and future rotating co-host Dan Wyland uh, and his team kind of set this up, and I guessed you know a couple of us guessed it in on it, and we had a ton of fun. Uh, highlights being, <laughs> uh, we ended the night playing Rock Band on treadmills, and that was hilarious. We were playing games blindfolded. We were doing all sorts of stuff. We did a same room, uh, two people in headsets playing ping pong against each other, which just to look stupid. Um, so we're going to be doing this stuff remotely, obviously, but we still have a ton of awesome stuff planned, um, maybe even some D&D. So that'll be fun. So that's going to be Extra Life. We'll put the uh, link in the show notes. We're already starting to take donations, and we're absolutely thrilled uh, with what we've done so far. You guys are amazing. And so, yeah, let's keep it going and tune in this weekend. We'll have more news on our Twitters and social media and stuff of how you can tune in. But uh, yeah, I just want to get that out there. It's going to be so awesome, so much fun. I cannot wait. Uh, we have a bunch of great surprises uh, in store. So with that out of the way, um, I know last week we had a Halloween show with some spooky pitches, but uh, we've actually just had Halloween now. We're on the other side of it. So uh, Jeff, how was your Halloween? Halloween was good, though. If, if we're going to talk about Halloween, Halloween was good. I did a ton of stuff this week. Uh, we yeah. pumpkins. I sent you guys some screenshots of my accident and subsequent repair. And it was a good repair. Good job. Use toothpicks. Yeah, I did use toothpicks. That was uh, something Mindy mentioned and it worked really well until a few days later when the pumpkin dried out and everything pulled away that I had, uh, reattached. So, so uh, the story that you're not telling is that you yeah. dropped the pumpkin on the floor and it shattered into a bazillion pieces. It really mm-hmm. did. Uh, I did this kind of uh, stitch-inspired spider design with like a really wide, thin mouth at the bottom and a bunch of big eyes. And uh, when it dropped, it fell right on the front, and all the eyes got pushed in and caved into the middle. So I like used toothpicks to reconstruct all the eyes, and it kind of worked. Good job, You know, I, I used to carve... I mean, I still carve pumpkins, but now I carve fake pumpkins. Back when I was a boy. And I was... Uh, I was always against it because i like the ritual of scooping out the shit and like you know i like it to be real and it's fun and messy um my wife hated it and so i switched over to because she didn't like the mess but then you get pumpkin seeds we roasted pumpkin seeds when we were done well and the other reason is that she was convinced at that time we actually saw a few rats we had or mice in our house and we had to get it exterminated she was convinced it was the pumpkins and uh so the next year she's like no we're not doing real pumpkins anymore it's gonna call it's gonna bring mice into the house and i kept telling her that's not true so finally we get Could we be got, true like, the, you don't know yeah i mean that sounds well, reasonable to me it's because well the reason why i say it's not true is because uh they came before any pumpkins were in the house um certainly not helping so, with the pumpkins so no. we we switched to uh those you know foam or styrofoam whatever like composite pumpkins i've never seen these the, you can get them at michael's uh they and so as soon as i put them out there uh, <laughs> I walk out the d- door, place it down, and I see a mouse run by. <laughs> and, <laughs> fucking and, composite pumpkins. Yeah, and so I was like, well, if this was a real pumpkin, 
there's nothing I could have ever said or done to convince my <laughs> wife that they were related. <laughs> Two separate incidents. Um, so anyway, yeah. But the good, good, the good thing is that like you keep them and then you can use them and you just build your pumpkin collection year after year. And it's, it's pretty fun. So now we have like six pumpkin things like outside and it's cool. A caveat there. You need a place to store those. Like, fuck me if I'm going to try to store six pumpkins for a full year in my apartment. That's a lot of mass to find a spot for. Well, mm. you know, there, there are ranges in sizes. There's, we don't, none of them are bigger, as big as a real pumpkin. A lot of them are like three quarters of size. Mm-hmm. And that's true. I have a garage, so that's different from uh, someone living in an apartment or condo or something. Um, but I like I that idea. Sign. Cause, yeah. Because my no, pumpkin yeah. lasted two and a half days. I'm throwing I it out. I can't believe already. how long we've talked about pumpkins. It's Halloween. Actually, it's not even Halloween anymore. I know um, that was last episode. Now you guys, <laughs> now you guys have like thirty fucking scary ideas. Let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about Halloween. Uh, yeah. The list is just like <laughs> spectacular for fifteen pages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Matt, you mentioned Watch Dogs Legion, and uh, I also have been playing it. I really want to talk about this game, and I know Danish hasn't touched it too much, so we don't have to go into detail. But this game for me has lived up to the hype. I can sum up my entire experiences with one story that happened to me last night. Okay. Do it. It's uh, I okay. So a big part of the whole like thing with Watch, Watch Dogs Legions, everybody knows this, is that you can you can recruit anybody in the city, and that's a hundred percent true. Anybody in the city can be your boy. And uh, I'm playing on permadeath mode, by the way, which is Ooh. adds another layer oh, shit. Of, of excitement. Is it permadeath Iron Man or just permadeath? I don't know what Iron Man is. What is that? Uh, I th- it like deletes your save or something. I should have went no. with that. So, so that's terrible. That's crazy. I don't think Watch Dogs Legions has that per se, but the, I the think permadeath it does. thing. It does. There's three options that yeah. literally say permadeath oh, really? and Iron Man. Okay. Anyway. I didn't catch that because I know with permadeath, if you run out of operatives, it is a hard game over. Okay. So anyway. Um, I'm trying to recruit this new operative, and I, uh, I I want him because I had just beat him in a in like a uh, underground fight club thing. I love that subquest. Yeah. Um. So and every time you beat these people in the fight club, you can then try to recruit them on a quest. And I got this guy who had a bunch of really good stats. He was like the last one. Like the last person you fight always has like some shtick to them that you can then use if you're able to recruit them. Um. So I I fight this guy, I win, and then I try to recruit him, but it turns out he doesn't like. DeadSec, the uh, the organization or whatever that you are a part of, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I hear the word DeadSec, like, before I play the game, I'm like, they're clearly the bad guys, but I guess it's <laughs> the good guys. Um, but, yeah. uh, so the first thing you have to do is find a way to get him on DeadSec's side, and you you kind of, like, look into their past or what, like, what their life situation is. And I love that mechanic, the, by the way. To find something that you can, like, help them out with. And then once you've done that, you get to, like, call them up and be like, hey, I just helped you out. Uh, is there anything else I can do for you? And then that starts the actual recruitment quest where you have to go do something else for him. So I did the first part where I had to like find his brother or something. And then the second one, I had to go talk to him first. I did some for him. Then I had to go talk to him. And while I'm talking to him, some like cops and stuff show up. And so this is like over an hour of questing that I'm doing to just get this guy on my team. And uh, I go, I talk to them. They're like, oh my God, whoever is coming, you got to get out of here. And my job as the player is to like hold off these guys while he tries to make his escape. And as soon as the cutscene ends, the guy runs off the roof of the building that we're staying on. And immediately, the, like your AI Jarvis companion who like tells you everything is like, shouldn't have done that. That's not what he wanted. I'm, I didn't do anything. You ran right off the edge of the roof. Oh, and, and now I have to kill all these people. And so I kill all the people. I clear it all out. I walk down and I, I like point at him and like scan his body. And it says he's not dead. 
and he's away. It says awaiting, uh, uh, awaiting ride to the hospital. <laughs> and then I, so I go back into my uh, my menus on this guy, and it says he's going to the hospital, and I can then start a re recruitment process where. I move his name to the top of the list at the hospital so he can get treatment faster. And then I get to try to re-recruit him. So like it, it was this awesome mix of like Ubisoft <laughs> jank that was then like corrected itself. Like, like fed back yeah. into the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was super cool actually that I, like it, it turned awesome. into this like more interesting story, I think, even though the, he just ran off the edge of the building. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the famous gif in Red Dead 2 where he's like, Thanks for helping me, stranger. And he walks into a campfire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's great. Um, how does it look? How, is it got those tracing those rays? Is it shiny? It's like it's kind of all over the place. I've noticed. Okay. Like, yes. there's certain times of day look gorgeous. I think like like midday when the sun is like really bright and there's like it's always raining there, so there's kind of always water puddles. Mm-hmm. So like you get this really bright like hot spots. And then if you're in like kind of a shadowed area with like puddles, like you get like you get like all of the best things of like really, really hot uh, light, really dark shadows with like, you know, ray trace puddles bounce and stuff. And that always looks great. But then it's like at night, it kind of looks really boring. Like I, I think the the shaders do a lot of the work to make the game look good. Yeah, Yeah. You have to be in the right location at night for it to sing. um, Yeah, because the. I mean, just, you know, think about it, like, when it's dark and there's less light, there's less to be reflected and less to be, you know, interesting. And so, uh, yeah, there there are moments where it does that. But my experience has been really similar to yours, Matt, just on a larger scale. I think I'm a little further than you. But the way that Watch Dogs Legion takes the emergent gameplay that it's designed to create and, like, make that story is really, really cool. It's kind of like the Nemesis system, but for a quest. Yeah, I yeah, I can't cool. imagine the amount of work that went into like the voice acting because every single quest you do, no matter who your current operative is, and there's I don't know how many different voices they have. Like they all voice out like the cutscenes, and like every mission has a cutscene at least one, like multiple cutscenes, mm-hmm. and you can tell that there's some like there's definitely like generic lines that go in there because like w- one of the quests I was going into like the Fight Club, and I walk up to the bouncer, and he's like. He's like, oh man, you don't want to go in here. The person here, they do this thing, and like when they do that, it's crazy. And my guy goes, "You what, mate?" And like that was his. <laughs> I don't know if that's how that phrase is used. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's cool. I can't wait to play it. it. It's um, it technolo- technically uh, as far as like mission structure wise, I don't know a lot of cool stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah. the the character archetypes and like the the kind of grab bag of uh, perks and abilities that random people have also kind of coalesce at moments to be really funny for instance i was just walking down the street and i was showing mindy like hey i can look at these people's skills and like there are all these archetypes and the first one i grab is a mortuary assistant who has the perk spontaneous death yeah <laughs> like i wanted one of those too but i couldn't get the guy it was it was really funny and ironic and and i'm sure like there's like for each archetype there's like a bank of skills that they can have that like complement it but it was just really and i love that Either of you guys recruit grandma yet? I have not recruited grandma because <laughs> like watching the videos, it's like, oh man, recruiting grandma. That's so funny. Yeah. But now that I'm playing on t- 
permadeath. Every old woman that I scan is like, can't hide behind cover, can't run, mm-hmm. might die instantly, <laughs> um, but has a rocket launcher. So it's like, right, right. That's amazing. It's, it's, you know what? It's I just really realized, I, this is obvious, and I'm just putting this together now, but this is like just blowing out the Metal Gear, uh, like, what, what do they call Like when you can the base capture... Thing? Yeah, the kind of like the base building thing where you recruit guys and it gives you stat buffs. And mm-hmm. I just loved that mechanic of like looking through my like snook scope, seeing that guy. Oh shit, that that scientist is like an A rating. Mm-hmm. Let yeah. me try to sneak up again. Like I love that mechanic, and this is basically that. But it, the yeah, the entire game, game it, is that. You know what this is? And I was thinking about this uh, last night when I was playing. Um, do you guys remember? I think it was one of our first episodes. I pitched character creator the game where you would, I think one of the tracks we were going on it was like infiltrating other societies or other planets with your characters. This is exactly that, except instead of a character creator, it's a character randomizer and it it works really well. I wish it had more of the MGS. Like my one criticism, I guess, of this whole system is like, there's a lot of perks that are like, um, this person can play uh, the banjo and that's like all they can do. Right. So like, right. And I'm never going to recruit that person unless it's like for a joke. And it's, and this person like, you know, the spontaneous death and like, there's a lot of like negative stuff. Well, you that's kinda... because you didn't find the banjo tournament yet. Well, right, that, maybe right. that's true. amazing side quest. But, but like, I mean, I, my point is like, if I could get, if, if there was a reason to like, like you have a base and you, you have like multiple bases. And if mm-hmm. there was some sort of stat increase that it's like boosting mm-hmm. morale in your base and like yeah. there, and you know, like all of these, like, weird yeah. stats it would be cool if there was sort of like a no a more meta stat game of like your base and how other people are you know sort of you know maybe there's like ai missions or something that they can go out and do like maybe there's that like stats great. that you can boost that way right. um i think i'd be i'd be recruiting people a lot more often a lot more interesting people because right now i'm kind of just looking for the same stats so yeah. matt i don't know if you're doing this but when i i, I totally get what you're saying because there are a lot of people who have a single perk um there are a very few people have no perks, but I will typically only add to my recruitment queue if they have two or more perks that people I have don't already have. Like I'm kind of playing a min-max game where I'm trying to cover all my operative bases. Um, that's a bad word in this context because those things mean different things. But like, you know, I'm trying to fill holes in my team by mm-hmm. recruiting very specific people. And yeah. it does kind of incentivize you the, to skip the funny ones. What's especially the value on like the there, though? Like, because all I'm doing, I'm looking for people who are really good at fighting. And maybe if they have like a stealth perk and like, what else do I don't need anything other than that? That's so, like how the whole game is. Yeah, I find myself using the hacker that they give you like right at the beginning of the game for 90% of my missions because she he can. Died. Oh, yours my died. Hack, my hacker boy died. I was, I was getting, uh, I was getting a little fatigued of the game, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna like go run into this hospital, and I wasn't really paying attention, and I just got absolutely swarmed and riddled with bullets, <laughs> oh, no. and I was like, oh no, he's not coming back, is he? <laughs> uh, but okay, so that stinks for you, but for me, like, I'm using her a ton, and then one of the burrows I cleared gave me this one character who was a, a football hooligan. But all his stats are like really leveraged towards fist fighting. So that was who I used for all the underground fighting matches until the very last one when he died halfway through or not died, but, you know, got hospitalized. And then it was like, oh, shit, he was my only fighter. So I ended up going through with someone totally ill-equipped to do it, which was fun. Like, I like that the game makes you do those things. But like we're saying, it definitely incentivizes you to like really kind of min-max your your team. Well, I disagree, but we should leave that for the after party. because There's a lot to talk about here. Yeah, uh, before we get to the pitches, there's a couple things. One, uh, another quick game. We don't need to spend too much time on it, but it um, 
I, I might still be in my honeymoon phase, but it's shot to my top five of the year. I fucking adore this game. It looks like you guys are playing it. It is Ghost Runner. Mm-hmm. The game is so phenomenal. I'm it's, not playing it, but it is one. It is uh, one of my ideas is based on Ghost Runner. Just yeah, from videos I've seen. Uh, it's Mirror's Edge meets Celeste meets Pistol Whip meets Tony Hawk. Piss, don't just say Pistol Whip because yeah, you think I, I'll like it. I, I 100% no, disagree with that. It it's is exactly the like any <laughs> song no could be in Pistol, Pistol Whip. No, I, I any song in that game could be Pistol Whip. Well, okay, so the soundtrack is great, but to me, this is Mirror's Edge mixed with Ruiner. Um, it is Mirror's Edge in platforming mechanics, um, and it is Ruiner in everything else. Um, and I know you guys haven't played Ruiner or Danish. You played a little bit and didn't really like it. I didn't it. like it, but it is it is a hundred percent that. Like you are you and your the Ruiner character are basically interchangeable with Ghost Runner. How hard is it? Because I've been hearing mixed things that it's either like ultra hard or like pretty hard, but also pretty forgiving. Uh, I don't think. I mean, it's it's kind of both because it's ultra hard. Like I. You're set up into encounters of like a, an open world, an open room with, let's say, like six, eight, six guys in it. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of spread out and they're kind of shoot it. They have each other covered. Maybe some of them are covered by a shield you have to take down first. So there's like, it's almost like a puzzle room. It's very much a puzzle. I, yeah. You can, I've died at a puzzle room like 40 times mm-hmm. or like 20 times, let's say. But the thing is, it's fucking instant. You die and you get back. So it's a, it's a cuphead death, restart. But sure. deaths are not punishing. There's yeah. very generous checkpoints. So it's, it's like Super it's Meat difficult. Boy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Super Meat Boy meets Pistol Whip so means that's why the I Witcher said Celeste. 3 meets I Celeste. went with Celeste instead of Super Meat Boy, but yes. Uh, and so it's hard, I guess, because you can't do it the first time. But no death feels bad. It's always like, oh, man, I almost got it. got to do it, do it again. You know, it's that's the fun part of it. So it's not like punishing. Um, and it just feels great. And the way they set up the mechanics were like, basically... The guys track you somewhat slowly. So as long as you're moving, you are fairly safe. As soon as you stop, you're dead. The the tracking is interesting. I think it's actually dynamic based on my experience and based on some of the stuff I was reading where their tracking is better if you're on the ground and it's it's delayed if you're in the air. So it incentivizes you to be always wall running, always be wall running. And... um, once you're in the air too, your dash ability is different on the ground. It's just a regular dash, but in the air, it goes into bullet time. So yeah. it's, it's really about juggling yourself. In it a makes them, it makes the style, it makes the mechanic into a style and the style mm-hmm. is the mechanic. Like for example, you can run up to a guy and, and slash him, but that's actually tactically bad because like Jeff was saying, they're going to track you faster. The better thing to do is run toward him, jump at him. Then in the air, do the slow-mo dash, and then dodge his bullet and then attack him. So just mechanically, you are doing something cooler mm-hmm. uh, than not, you know? And that's everything in the game is tuned to make you do cooler things. Yeah, you cannot so play the game as a lame blast. And it looks gorgeous. I think mm-hmm. it's, there's like, <laughs> it's very sort of flat panels and things, I guess. I mean, there's there's ge- geometric detail, but I think because of that, they can do great like reflections and lighting, like kind of what you were saying about the materials do all the work. It's just incredible, mm-hmm. and I'm playing it, you know, uh, ultra wide, uh, you know, it's just gorgeous, gorgeous game. Yeah, silky smooth. It's got a cool upgrade um, system too, but we can talk about that later. Yeah. All right. So the final thing, and this kind of leads into my not quite pitch, but maybe a mini prompt will do, uh, and then we can move on to you guys' real pitches. Is 
I don't know if you've been following these um, early impressions of the PS5 haptic or the force feedback controller. It's all you can, it's been, all I hear about. Every fucking yeah. video I turn on, I'm turning it on and, like binging with Babbage. She's like, hey, did you hear about these dope controllers? <laughs> <laughs> like, it really seems like it's the, the people, the people talking about it is because it, it really is that good. And uh, I'm excited. I, I'll, mm-hmm. I will send a link to the best one I've seen, which is, um, I think his name is David Lee. Uh, David 2D, I think is his YouTube name. Anyway, he does the same impressions everyone else does. He explains it really uh, really well. He does two things which I think are a set, set his video above the rest is that he puts a microphone like right in the controller, like almost touching the controller. Oh, I saw so, somebody else do that. Yeah, yeah. you hear There's like a, the vibration so you get a sense of what's happening. It's not what you happening. expect for it to sound like. Yeah. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. Right. And the other thing he does is he has this cool motion graphic of explaining how the um, ratcheted like force feedback on the triggers works. It's actually pretty interesting. So you have this visual in your mind of like what happens when you pull it. And so basically it's got kind of this advanced rumble system and it's got these triggers which can adjust the, you know, strength it takes to pull it. And they were describing a certain different like um, uh, materials you're walking through, like your little robot guy walking on metal it like sends reverberations. Like if you had your hand on a metal table and on the other end of the table, you tapped the metal table with your finger. Like what would that feel like on your palm mm-hmm. versus what if it was a glass table? And like that's, that's the kind of way that he's illustrating how this controller works. So having said all that, the big caveat everyone is saying is like, well, this is amazing, but you're probably only going to see it on first party PS5 titles. Oh, it's just like, it's just like, yeah, we were talking switch. about that too. Yeah. 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 So what kind of um, work goes into tuning right. all that stuff yeah mm-hmm. but the, um yeah my I, I mean we can go on but my question was like can you guys think of cool ways to use like uh tr- for triggers that change their force you know that um so so it's kind of yeah you're talking about not just the the haptic feedback but the the trigger force feedback wherein uh the example Everything. that i read was uh like if your gun jams the trigger just won't pull like it's got like yeah, a yeah, stop yeah. in there but you're talking about the whole thing, okay? Uh, yeah, I mean, you could focus on any one of those things. I like the gun idea; it's pretty cool. In fact, Ratchet and Clank, uh, the new one, they've talked about guns. Like, yes, their guns are going to feel extremely different because of the controller and stuff, which is super exciting. Yeah, what does it feel like to launch a snowman at an enemy? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I I, um, the- I can get really like I don't have any like ideas that spring to mind yet like i'm gonna keep thinking obviously but like one of the things i'm excited about is racing games and Mm -hmm. the idea of like brake fade is a thing that happens on really long endurance race tracks where like your brakes get so hot that they stop being effective and i feel like if you start the race and you have this really nice stiff trigger pull on your brakes and like you know they're working and then as you go on you start to feel that like the trigger pull is slowly getting let it yeah more and more spongy and you're not like i think stuff like that is going to be like really big for those sorts of games all right so i have two examples two ideas two little nuggets okay one is a um i guess you can call it a mech game but basically you could be a little robot character or whatever uh but he's controlled with the two triggers so and and the lean is on the left stick so for example uh i'm standing still for me to move my uh right foot i lean to the left and let go of the right trigger and my let right foot kind of shoots out and drops and then i lean over as i'm pulling the right trigger to like shift my weight and and walk forward and it's basically like a quap 
esque mm-hmm. control where you're like controlling the limbs. But I think the reason why they'd be amazing is because the force feedback could relate to what you're walking on, like walking on sand versus walking on glass versus working on whatever. And that'd be pretty interesting. And then also just like the shifting weight could be maybe used with the rumble where it's like, cause you could rumble kind of like uh, different points in the controller and stuff. So shifting that weight might be kind of cool. You know, what would be amazing. And I don't think the controller does this, but if, you know, and you know how like the whole like six axis thing, like the accelerometer yeah. it can sense motion. It would be crazy if there was like a ball bearing in the center of the controller that actually like was translated in six degrees. So when you're leaning to the left, the right side of your controller is actually a little heavier and it like kind of wants to pull you in. Like that would be amazing. Well, I bet they could I'm, do that with vibration. Yes, I think they could do that because uh, the Switch's HD rumble, like every, a lot of people have said, it reminds them of the HD rumble, but like way better. Uh, I think Giant Bomb said it cheekily, like, if that was HD Rumble, this is 4K Rumble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, in, in that in the HD Rumble thing, there was actually a game where, like, there was ice cubes in your Joy-Con, and you would, mm-hmm. like, shift them around, and, like, you had to, like, listen and feel how many ice cubes were in your container. And that was, like, a tech demo-y kind of minigame that they showed off. So I feel like if they can do that, I, you probably could uh, make it feel like the weight is shifting, even though it actually isn't. Did you say there's a video where somebody shows how these rumblers actually work? Because like the concept of like I I've, I've felt it in other things too, and apparently these are I've like I felt other uh, haptic feedbacks that do this, and apparently these are so much better. But like the yeah. idea of like tapping, like I get rumble, you just have like a motor with like a unbalanced thing on it, right? And right, that's yeah, the yeah, kind yeah, of exactly. classic N64 one. It's just like a little teardrop shape that spins. Yeah. How the fuck do yeah. you like tap? Like what is happening that makes so it blows the way my yeah, mind. They, that I think the David Lee video does show the actual, not the actual motor, but I, I, it may be speculating, but he shows a picture of a different kind of motor that he says that this is what they're using, and it looks like a giant. Uh, it's like a cylinder with a like a piston that goes in and out of it. Mm-hmm. And so that piston, the way it like uh, extracts and retreats from this uh, cylinder, that's what's giving it. So like when it vibrates, it's these two things kind of like uh, pushing in and out really, really fast, like this piston. And so you can adjust uh, the the speed of it and also the um, the distance, the, the amount that it, the distance of it. Uh, action, so those two variables, they, yeah. yeah, those those are two variables that add way more fidelity than just the spinning off That the makes a ton of sense. Yeah, uh, it's it's weird. All the the solutions to these are always extremely simple, and I, like I always feel like yeah. it's dumb for not <laughs> but, thinking of it. But yeah, yeah. Um, the other game I'll say real quick that I thought of, and it, Matt, it kind of goes to what you're uh, saying with the breaking was uh, Pod Racer, because in Pod Racing, in the old Dreamcast Pod Racer and the arcade one, uh, you don't control left and right with the stick. You control it by triggers. Mm-hmm. So if you pull one trigger more, it's gonna push that and you're going to go right it's a tank controls uh but like proper tank controls where each side of the tank has yeah i guess so yes oh tank game would be rad actually i mean that's that's a good so you know because one of the things i'm hearing and you're talking about it a lot danish is the sense of moving through or over a material so almost any transversal game is going to hit that and what's interesting to me is is the idea of that material changing or shifting you know we were talking about ghost runner what if um, instead of giant metal panels, some of the panels are glass, and if you stay on them too long, they start to crack and will break, and you tell that by the rumble in your controller yeah. as you're running. Like, things like that that are giving you vital gameplay information just through the rumble is really interesting to me. But I don't, I'm struggling to find 
a game. Like it's easy yeah, to yeah. say like, hey, this feature would be cool in this yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. No, I think that's that's all I'm really well, thinking about because then you could build a game around it. Maybe maybe like, I got a little bit of a of a foundation here. I, I like I think whatever whatever really utilizes this like to its fullest extent um and like really puts the spotlight on it i think like like a vr game and i know like they don't they haven't talked about ps5 vr yet but mm-hmm. i, I th- man it might, i hope it's coming um yeah. but i'm thinking of like some kind of i don't know if it's a party game or a single player game like my initial thought was some sort of party game where uh one person's in vr and the other people are sort of constructing a level and they would be constructing like sand pits and concrete and you know stuff like that and like the person in vr is actually like blind for most of it mm-hmm. and their job is to somehow figure out how to navigate based on the different vibrations that are going on maybe even like audio can come through because they are doing stuff with audio i think on mm-hmm. ps5 yeah oh, they yeah, have some video. crazy audio stuff yeah just like really put a spotlight on all the new features of the hardware um like what is i don't know is there any game where like people are sort of setting up like an obstacle course or something and there's value to knowing what materials you're standing on or next to or hearing or anything like that that's cool yeah i mean why why would you say vr just because they want well because you want to it's immersive it's a well you have to block out other sensor mostly just to force a blindfold onto yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. uh you know this Uh, is that's, that's cool this reminds me and and I think we've talked about it here and there, but in college, my senior project was this game called Blind, which was a survival horror game where the character is blind and other games around the same time were were starting to pop up where they would show visually like sound bouncing around and it would like highlight different areas and, and things like that. But with something like this, having, you know, the PlayStation 5's crazy audio system, that's like one huge help. The haptic feedback in the controller is another thing. Um, my mind is instantly going to like having that moment in the horror movie or the horror game where the character puts their hand into a hole to grab mm-hmm. something and they have to find it, but they don't know what's in the hole. And the idea of like inching your you know right stick forward and feeling the material through the the rumble and then eventually like finding like the key or whatever and like having to wrestle that from whatever material it's embedded in with the trigger and like playing with that kind of feedback like that kind of um uh what, what's that the vr game where there's like spiders walking across your hands on the keyboard kind of thing like that yeah. element of uh right that's of cool. fear factor i think I, I think i just saw something cool yeah um um maybe multi, like definitely two player i don't know if more than two players but sort of sort of phasmophobia but flipped on its head where the person in vr is the ghost and they have a super i'm imagining like their hands are bound which just gives like context to your controller like holding mm-hmm. the controller you keep your hands together to be on the controller and your your view is extremely limited and you mostly see things by like like resting your hand on stuff and feeling vibrations mm-hmm. in it and your job as the ghost is to try to hunt down the other players and just That's by cool. using like the different vibrations like maybe you can even feel footsteps if you're close enough um mm-hmm. maybe if they're That's- like talking to each other I'll, although if, if you're in the room that, the same room that gets a little weird but uh i don't know like, I, th- I think this like reverse ghost hunt thing where a player or two is just trying to survive while you is a super limited uh skill set i guess that's uh, very cool tries to I, I like I, also I like you use the triggers lot. to like pick up and throw objects like oh yeah it's, yeah like, it's really ha- like we have to push hard for like heavier things and like tipping over a fridge or something as as opposed to like throwing books 
Is there, does a PlayStation 5 controller, can it sense like a VR controller when your hand is on it? Because I I'm thinking no. if it, it would be amazing if in the grip there was just like a, like a binary thing, like is somebody's hand on this side of the controller? Because then you can play with like, okay, I'm the ghost or, you know, whatever game, like maybe I don't have a right arm or something anymore, or I need to let go to do something else. And you're holding the controller with one hand and that's like reflected in the game playing with that kind of stuff, I think could be interesting. But if it, well, you could still communicate that through, like if in the game you're a ghost without a left arm, all of the feedback just dies on that side of the controller. Right? Sure. So yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Know, that still it, works. And that kind of communicates that. Plus you'd be able to just like see presumably by looking around mm-hmm. whether you have that functionality or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That I think it's people are really kind of like hyperbolic about it. Like, but it's just when you see, when you see enough people, say the same thing you this kind of start is, to like this Man. is the most next gen thing about the next gen yeah yeah right, it's like, right. Well, i've maybe, seen that many maybe times it really is yeah, I, I was so. watching a, a vadi vidya um youtube video he's a big Soulsborne lore guy and um he's been really excited for demon souls and and i don't recall where he said he got the info but the idea of in demon souls like feeling the impact of different weapons on different surfaces like a metal sword on a metal shield is going to feel different than a metal sword through like you know, the guts of some monster. Um, oh, that's a good point too. Like, oh, like they wow. have the really long windups. And if like, if you could train the player through the haptic feedback or the, the tension to like, to like squeeze the trigger in time with the windup to get like more power out of it. Or that would something. be interesting. Cool. And so if you're like panicking, you're going to mash it and you're not going to get like the power. Like, right. And that's the whole dark souls thing, right? Like the anti-mash game. Yeah. That there's a lot of, really fun interesting things you can do with that controller what if uh oh dude this is great like what if um there's a mechanic where like in dark souls let's just run with that um you don't actually push the trigger all the way down like you push it halfway down for optimum whatever uh and it's like you're you have the tension it's halfway pressed and as soon as you like slice through something the tension goes away and your finger like yeah. clicks the rest of the yeah, way down. yeah definitely that would just feel that would feel amazing yeah, that that yeah. that's for like trigger pulls and stuff too, right? Where like the like just like right at the start, there's like high tension, and then as soon as you break the, as soon as you get it to the distance where it decides to like fire the hammer, yeah, it just goes like flat, right? There's no <laughs> oh man, that, like, that would be so cool. Yeah, yeah. It, I wonder if it's strong enough to actually push out if you have pressure on there, because if you, you have light do... pressure, maybe. Well, because it, no, 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 it does surprisingly well, strong. The way I mean, that but, like, I don't know the. Just, I mean, even with the way the pressure is right now, um, you can kind of do the, you know, the old iPhone trick with the the 3D touch where like how hard you're pressing on the screen, like actually triggers just like the slightest little vibration, but doing that inside the trigger. So you get like bumps along the trigger for something like lock picking or, oh, for sure. uh, you know, things like oh, that. Oh, I was responding to your question about can it push back? And from the diagram that was in that video, uh, which I think is an actual like patent diagram that the guy found. Is this the one with it like does, the motor and the corkscrew on it? And then like a yes, couple of years, yes. I did see that yeah, picture. Yeah. 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 Because according to that thing, it can't push back. It's, it's just tightening how much resistance is on the press down. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Uh, it won't be able to push back on you, but, um, we think, but yeah, We're, anyway, we don't I'm know. saying these things are disappointing <laughs> in my head. Like, Oh, it can't push back. Oh, it can't sense if my hand is on it. But like, this is still a crazy piece of technology. Yeah. Do we know if the controller can come alive and just go do my job for me and I can just hang out at home? Because, <laughs> man, I'm being next, super Next level of game dev, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, that was awesome. Let's uh, move on to our proper pitches. Yeah, who wants to go first? I have I have one that I was I was really excited to bring out this last week when Brian was on because it's a, it's a spooky game. Um, mm-hmm. Just have you guys, in time. Oh, I know, wait. right? Uh, <laughs> Halloween when we were recording this was yesterday, and when we come out, will be like three days, four days ago. Um, Speaking of which, enjoy the last day of not Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, the day we're coming out is. Uh, is <laughs> this is how day. we're going out. Sorry, I guys. Know. This is it. So <laughs> um, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, have you guys been watching the the hit series on Netflix, Unsolved Mysteries? No, no. I hear but the I, theme I, song and I get like cold sweats <laughs> because I remember my childhood. It's, uh, and I can't do it. I I mean I've talked about it before. I, I love true crime stuff, and uh, Unsolved Mysteries is the. It's actually a reboot of the series. Has been really good. And in both the first season and the second season, they do something, they do one paranormal episode. Most of it's like true crime stuff, but one's paranormal. In season two, there is an episode about uh, Ishinomaki, which is a a city in Japan that uh, there was an earthquake in, and then there was this huge tsunami, and it like decimated the city. Um, And after the tsunami, and actually during it, people were seeing ghosts and phantoms of their loved ones or of strangers. And one of the most interesting aspects to this was uh, cab drivers. And they talk about it in the episode where there are an assortment of stories where a cab driver will pick up a fare post tsunami and they'll ask to go to some address that may or may not exist anymore because so much of the city was wiped out. And when they get there, they'll turn around for the fare and their cab will be empty. The whole, it was a ghost the whole time. Can and I ask that, a question real quick? I've, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys believe in ghosts? No. I believe in carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned. I, actually, this was new to me. We talked about this a little bit off air, but I did not know that was a thing mm-hmm. that like a lot of these symptoms are resulting from carbon monoxide poisoning. And I was like, wow, that's fucking crazy. There, there um, are three. Anyway. Yeah. So I don't believe in ghosts. Either. I mostly. No, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't but, either. I just want to get it out there that. Yeah, there there are three uh, scientific causes of hauntings. Uh, the first is carbon monoxide poisoning, um, and then less substantiated is um, the whole like uh, nineteen hertz theory, which I think the MythBusters tested. Where there's this really low frequency just below human hearing that can come across as a force or presence, um, and it's just like a low vibration. Uh, and then the third one are uh, night terrors, uh, not night terrors, although that's its own thing. Um, fourth. But unshielded electrical wiring, um, apparently, or, you know, the, the theory is that the human body is just sensitive enough to um, feel but not understand electromagnetic fields. And so sometimes a haunting is, or the feeling of a presence is really just an electromagnetic field in a wall. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I just love ghost hunting. Uh, so, I knew about the 19 hertz thing, although, and I didn't realize I knew about it. I I just like I just put a bunch of puzzle pieces together in my head when you said that, like, I I I was because I was putting together a home theater audio system, and one of the things <laughs> oh that, shit as soon as you hooked it up, ghosts everywhere. No, the the lower the frequency the that your uh, your subwoofer can go, like a good subwoofer subwoofer goes below twenty hertz because at that yeah. point you don't hear sound anymore, you only feel it, mm-hmm. and yeah. so I was yeah. just like yeah, just putting that together as is this the same thing as the brown note it's it's different but um 
kind of a, a similar theory. And, you know, like the whole sound thing is totally legitimate on certain levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, kidney stones, they use sonic treatments to break up kidney stones so that you can pass them. Um, there yeah. are different medical treatments that use. <laughs> That's why vibration. I sit on my subwoofer every morning. Ob- ob- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, ultrasounds, ultrasounds <laughs> is exactly the same thing. Um, it's just echolocation. Uh, anyway, none of this That's, has anything yeah, to do with, heck, with my taxi pitch. driver. So <laughs> taxi driver. So so my 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 game is Spooky Taxi, which is a play on Crazy Taxi, and um, this is leveraging voice recognition, like they have in Phasmophobia. Because um, I just I love the organic nature of that. So I'm envisioning like Phasmophobia voice recognition, like 2.0 or 3.0 for this game, where it's just good. Um, so you're a cab wait driver. a minute. Phasmophobia is good. Oh no, it's a hundred percent good for what it needs to do. But just the idea of voice recognition in general can be kind of sketchy sometimes. So I'm just envisioning when I, like that technology perfected. When when I speak into the ghost box and I say, "What do you want from me?" and it says, "Kill," <laughs> that's pretty good. That, that's good. Yeah, sixty percent. Yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, so yeah, you're a cab driver in my game, and um, it is kind of like Crazy Taxi, but I envision this in first person. And so, you know, you see a fare get in in your rear view mirror. And I think there should be a button to like look over your shoulder back at them. Oh, it's but, not VR. I mean, it can be VR. I think it's like phasmophobia, right? Like VR flat, it's it's a different experience, but it's kind of the same experience. Sure. Um, so so you're in the driver's seat. A fare gets in and you start talking to them and they're like, um, you, through the conversation, you have to figure out where they want to go and and. In that process, uh, I envision the conversation taking this kind of like therapy route where you're like helping them work through and break through to the other side by delivering them to their destination. Um, So like a ghost might come in and be like, I have to find my daughter. So you're like, where's your daughter? You know, and then they're they're saying like, oh, I dropped (laughs) her off at daycare. I wouldn't have asked you. Um, (laughs) So like I dropped her off at daycare. It's just like okay, what's the daycare call? And it's like, I don't remember. It's like a blue building. It's just like, okay, so you're, you're kind of playing therapist and detective to try to figure out where they want to go. And through that, you're getting the story of their life and then death. That's my game. Okay. <laughs> I have a, when you started talking, mm-hmm. I thought you were going somewhere completely different. And it's a completely different game and I don't want to de- derail it. I want to hear just get it, it out there and then we can get back to Jeff's actual game. Um, okay, it starts out the same. Ghost gets into your car mm-hmm. and you're like, I need to do this. I need to go here and do this. Uh, it's like, all right, let's go. And then as soon as you drive, uh, you just drive into the fucking hell and you're, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like driving around like basically Beetlejuice, <laughs> yeah. like worlds. And it's like uh, madness. Yeah. It's just like crazy supernatural shit. And then like you drop him off and then you like, you know, take a portal back to reality and like you want to pick up your next ghost it's not a great idea because it's basically just crazy taxi <laughs> right right it's, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy taxi's uh, halloween update yeah but I, that's what i made me think of is like I, I like the idea of driving through beetlejuice worlds but anyway i, th- I think so that's 100 percent a game but just not this one <laughs> yeah um i was i was thinking my my thing is like if you're buying this game and it's called Spooky Taxi and everybody you pick up is going to be a ghost, that's not scary, right? Because you you know what's going to happen every single time. You're gonna you're gonna pick up a person. They're gonna say where they need to go. You're gonna figure it out, and then you're gonna go there and get dropped off as a ghost. Sure. Yeah, um, it has to be every other like every. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was yeah, trying to mix and match him. Come up with a way where like that's like a 
powerful reveal at some point that you've picked up a yeah. ghost like how do you make that not feel like it's coming super out of left field i guess like this this like rapper of like um what was the jeff what was the like historic event that this is based yeah off so of? so this is based on um a uh well so the episode of unsolved mysteries called tsunami spirits there was a tsunami um that followed an earthquake in japan this was jesus i just looked this up um is it 2017 2018 this is pretty recent um and it maybe it was maybe it was like 2016 but anyway like it kind of coincided with like a nuclear reactor going down i don't think it was fukushima or anything but um so the town is called shinomaki which was just one of the towns that got hit really really hard by all this stuff um yeah so i i i really like that is a a very unique like rapper for this kind of game well like even even if we took ghost out of it and i'm not saying we should but i'm just saying like if mm-hmm. if you take ghost out of it and you have this like post uh uh disaster. natural disaster situation where people are just like trying to get places and like they're super yeah. desperate yeah. like and like you're in like you know there's gonna be shit everywhere all over the roads so like you you're kind of naturally going to be driving like pretty slow and like, it's not mm-hmm. a fast paced game at all. Like, yeah. Imagine, I, like, I envision this like fire watch pace kind yeah, of. Yeah. I'm even imagining there's like, there's like flooded, like, like low spots that you have to really slowly drive through mm-hmm. so you don't flood your engines. Like definitely stuff like that. a lot of um, environmental storytelling. Yeah. Just like tons of that sort of thing. Like, the, like almost like, like what if this entire game was one person, like one fair and like, like Jeff, I know you like doing like storytelling games and like mm-hmm. like you put a lot of effort. You don't say a cool story, yeah. Um, so like like what if you like made like a two hour drive of like one person and you're just like hearing their story, mm-hmm. and like the reveal at the end was that they're I don't know like yeah. and now I'm almost wondering That's if cool. that cheapens it that like they're a ghost at the end, but like there's got to be like a good way of pulling that part off. I don't yeah. think if you if you build up the character enough, I don't feel like it cheapens it. It reminds me of um, the world, world War Z, the book. There is a, uh, it's like, it's cheesy, but it, in context when you're reading it is actually pretty well done where there's this woman who's trying to survive and she has this like uh, walkie talkie or whatever, CB or radio or something. And she's communicating to someone uh, and that person is like helping her through this situation and trying to survive the zombies or whatever and escape. And uh, the the big kind of Twilight Zoney twist at the end was that the radio was broken, and you know, like it was something else. It was you know whatever. You can have it be a reveal that that person is not real, and still have it be impactful. It could be like. ambiguous mm-hmm. too. I, I was almost imagining yeah. like you drop right. them off at like a old like farmhouse outside of the city, but the the farmhouse is like destroyed. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. like like the front door is barely standing and they walk in it and they're, you know, they're just that, that's how it, and like, no, like clearly a living that's person cool. didn't just walk in through this. Door. Right. Right. I, I think if you're going to do something this focused, which I think works for the, the tone that I envision in my head, I think you could do like one or two smaller fairs right in the beginning of real people. So like yeah. just to build the expectation up that like you are, you are present post disaster and you're helping people um like you know their loved ones or get to the shelters and stuff and so then when you have this longer cab fare and it doesn't even have to be like outside the city if you do like a 
Microsoft Flight Simulator one-to-one thing, it might take you two or three hours to navigate from one side of the city to the other just because of everything that happened. So, so what then, if you what if you pick up, like you're saying, like you pick up some guy who needs to go a couple blocks down. You mm-hmm. know, he's, he's trying to do whatever the fuck he's trying to do. You, you pick up this guy and, and you drop him off and then you pick up like an old lady and she needs to go five blocks that way. And then you go, mm-hmm. you drop her off and you know, these people are kind of talking to you while you're going, just like you said, yeah. and you know, feeding you little bits of their story. And then you drop her off and you go with somebody else. But like, you're kind of ping ponging to a couple of these people a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, maybe like the old ladies, like trips start getting longer and longer. You're spending more time with her until she's like, okay, I need to go back home. It's like, far outside the city and then like you're getting a ton of her stories so like you get to sort of piece these stories together a little more and like you know the majority of them are from living people but Mm -hmm. you know the old lady or whatever and it's probably like super stereotypical that it's the old lady but like (laughs) it just it just feels right yeah it's it's the old lady with the white eyes and the sunken face yeah she's got a she's got like a a mesh over her face like a black (laughs) mesh she's also screaming I'd like the distinction, though, of it not being the same person. Like, it's cool to return to someone uh, to form that bond. But the ghost should be a new person because I think it'd be interesting, especially if you want to keep it ambiguous, of, like, as soon as they get in, they don't act they don't act weird, but they don't act like other people are acting. I have an idea. You, know, yeah. you have something to judge it against. I have an idea. What if uh, one of the first fairs you have is just, like, uh, uh, an older guy? is needing to go to the hospital it's only like three or four blocks down because his son is there and he he needs to like meet up with his son so you drive him there then you do like two or three other fares then you get a call from him and it's just like okay i'm ready to go home from the hospital and he comes out with his son and you bring him home and when the old guy um gets out of the car the son is just like hey like actually you know like i need to go to this other place and you that's the long drive and the son actually died in the hospital and this whole time he's a ghost and so, like, you can write it kind of Sixth Sense style where maybe the father and the son aren't really talking to each other. And, like, you're kind of disguising it with the the narrative that's going on. And so that's you don't cool. think about it until it's just the son in your car and uh, and you're doing his longer drive. I wonder, can, do you think that it's possible to do it more than once? Like, let's say that the long drive is that first reveal. And I mean that could be that could be like this three four hour game and that could be end and that I think that'd be awesome. But is it possible to do that trick again? I like the way you're describing the father son thing. I feel like that could be the the second one where it's mm-hmm. like now you now you are realizing that this is a possibility, right? And, and then so then you was, start building on it. Yeah, I, I think you're you're totally right. I think the other thing you can do. Um, so I just rewatched Haunting of Hill House with Mindy. And she has decided wholeheartedly she is not going to watch Bly Manor with me. <laughs> um, you should but, have done it reverse because Bly Manor is not scary. Um, oh, it's not? Not really. Because if it's not as scary, it's, I think that'd sell it. Because we loved Hill House. But one of the things I love about that series is they hide ghosts in the background. And sometimes oh, it's that, like <laughs> really amorphous. Sometimes it's really obvious. Like there's a scene in the kitchen where there's like almost verbatim like the scream killer is like behind a pane of glass like it's a it's a woman and she kind of looks that way yeah, but like yeah. she's still for like a three minute scene and it's just weird to see her in the background it's like an old halloween decoration this is i don't want to get side i don't i don't want to get sidetracked real quick i just i, I want to clarify i don't i don't want to say it's not scary because it probably will be scary for some it's way less scary and it's way more about the romantic relationships it's, it's a lot like crimson peak where it's like more about the, it's like a gothic romance with okay. some ghosts. It's way, the 
the dialed way opposite. But anyway, sorry. Okay. Keep going. Um, well, so that's leading me to think like maybe you can do more of that with the environmental s- storytelling. Like maybe there's this. Um, like let's say there's an old schoolhouse or something kind of in the middle of the city and you drive past it over and over again um, throughout the course of the game. And maybe there's like more and more people outside it. And there's like some sort of like, it, it may be like a relief effort being led from inside the school. But then later you pick somebody up and they say something. It's just like, you know, it's, it's this whole thing is crazy. The worst of it was when the school was destroyed and you're like, wait a minute, what? And when you drive past it again, the school is like not there and there's nobody outside of it. And that whole time you were seeing a ghost school with ghost people in front of it. So like playing around with that element in addition to the fairs that you have. Yeah. That's really cool. I think also you were dead the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) And there's no Beetlejuice world. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's just crazy taxi. Yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the that's the end credits. Yeah, is <laughs> you're like smashing through all the developer names. Like and after stuff. this somber like <laughs> of like touching story, like fucking offspring comes in. <laughs> well, no way we're gonna top that. That's Someone like should make this the best fucking game ever. Someone should make this. <laughs> Someone should make it. I'm glad you guys like this one though. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, Matt, what do you got? Man, do I gotta go? Do you want to save? Do you want to save it? Well, I don't have a spooky it. one. You guys kind of set up all these spooks, and I, I I did that last week. Well, I didn't have a spooky one either. So, controllers, really. unknown technology <laughs> is the scariest thing. Well, I mean, oh. yeah, there's you know the we were talking about phasmophobia, but um, you know the whole like psychomantis like possessed controller thing. Like, surely you can do more with that in the PS5 and like kind of a seance setting. I wonder if I can just That's like a spooky game. If I can just like say a thing. Let's see. Let me go through here. I, I got like a bunch of old ones that I just never mm-hmm. got around to. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'll, I can just say. Do you guys want something that you have to think about, or do you no. want something that that's the game? <laughs> that's the game. Yeah, let's do a that's the game one. We don't have that much time left, so let's let's do a quick one. Uh, I have one that's called that's called decide who to fire at the office, and you're the guy in charge of firing. Jesus, <laughs> that's a good one. That's that's the game. That's another conversation you know, one. Um, okay, <laughs> this reminds me uh, of the what's it called Street Fighter HR or whatever with Pete Holmes, which is what? Oh yeah, so, yeah, wait, yeah. Oh Where my he's god, a, guys, I, I've seen. He's this, an yeah. HR person for like Street Fighter tournament, and he's interviewing all the different like fighters like you know blanca and vega and shit and, and bison i think chun li yeah it's it's very good um thomas middleditch uh, it's kind of his big breakout i think was on that oh i didn't realize oh well, yeah. now i'm into it yeah he's he plays vega and he's like you cannot use my claw you mean i cannot use my claw it's so good um, kelsey sent me anyway. this, this is after party talk we'll, we'll, let's get back yeah, to yeah. This. <laughs> um i yeah i think jeff nailed it though this is just like a conversation thing where you have to weigh people's personality not just personalities but like their productivity personality but also you get their sob stories and like that is how well, here's what to... I, I it has to be goofy like it has to be like two-point hospital it has to be like really over the top otherwise it's like too i, I see it almost more real. like prison simulator <laughs> where it's uh it's more of like a satirical critique of corporate america and that's so like... i guess that's kind of what i was thinking at the time is like i wanted to put the player in this like absolutely horrible situation where like Mm -hmm. if you're a reasonable person it's a horrible situation right like uh i don't don't know like i guess part of it is like you know maybe maybe firing people isn't 
just like an off the cuff uh decision and it can be hard depending on how shitty your boss is right right Um, right i think that's like that's the tightrope you have to walk because on the one hand like choosing who to fire like it could come off as very pro corporate and so if you play it um i'm watching through 30 rock again and jack donaghy is this caricature of like conservative corporate america and like he's always making jokes about like you know like poor people or like um, non-white demographics and stuff i think if you can navigate that take with the whole like firing thing i think you could have a really nice sharp critique with it not coming off as like corporate propaganda and i think the the final thing that happens in the game is your boss calls you in and he's like <laughs> you have not been firing the right people you need to do better and you get a new option on that ui that says fuck you and you get to click <laughs> fuck you and then you and then depending on like how nice of a boss you are you get to do a new startup company with all the people that you fired and just mm-hmm. blow the old company out of the water because oh you got gosh. what that company doesn't have and that ingredient is heart and love yeah and friendship someone should make it someone, someone should, should make it here's what I, here's what, what as you were talking though i was thinking well, the more fun thing is the wish fulfillment of like telling off your boss and quitting. But isn't you can't that fire me? I quit. That's cathartic. Like, that's, right? that's the more fun. So yeah, maybe maybe it's, it's a great uh, ending. It's, it's not you're a hatchet man. Maybe it's you are being fired, and the, the game is you like sticking it to your boss. It's like I want to talk to your supervisor. So then you get fired by their supervisor. And you're like, yeah, fuck you. I want to talk to your boss. But and, I don't like, you're think moving up. Here's the thing. I don't think uh, you can't fire me. I quit is actually a good thing to do. For a lot, no, for a lot of reasons. Like, no, like, I know, I know. I'm just giving you like, like the jokey example. I think, well, I think it's better if your boss like makes it clear that like he needs you, you're good at this job, but you need to do something better. And you're like, you know what? Fuck this, I'm out. Because then it's like, oh, he just established that you're hard to replace and you just took that away from him. He has to replace you now. Whereas if he's about to fire you and you just say, fuck that, I quit, you're missing out on your. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah all the your benefits severance. of being fired. <laughs> I, yeah, I will your, your say golden that, parachute. I mean, there's, there's something here like for sure. Cause it's office politics is a thing. Mm-hmm. And like this whole idea of uh, j- jockeying for titles and pay and compet- competition, like it's all a real thing. And I think there's a game there. My, my only thing I said before is like, it's kind of too real. It's kind of like <laughs> a drag. I don't know. Again, I don't know this, could, I this could be it. another like, two hour experience thing, right? Because nobody mm-hmm. wants to do yeah, this for like yeah, eight yeah. hours <laughs> just so that they can press fuck you at the end of the eight hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck it. Make it. Someone should yeah. make it. Fuck it. That's Somebody what the make game that is called. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should make this. Uh, uh, I, I love this whole cat, this new category of fuck it. Someone should make it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it puts a whole different spin on the entire premise of the show. Well, we needed like five minutes, and I, and we got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. we we did get exactly. it. Uh, so should we uh, should we move on to some recos? Yeah, let's do oh, a recos. Um, Who's got one? I got one, but I lost the page. So if one of you guys wants to go, uh, I I can go. Um, so kind of following along with the the spooky nature of where my head was at and missing our our big Halloween episode and remaking it in remaking it in real time now. Um, there's a YouTube channel called barely sociable and there's also like a sister channel slightly sociable that's exactly the same thing i'm not sure there's a reason why there's two of them but the channels are uh done by this guy who goes over internet mysteries and they're pretty well researched i mean it's a little 
hokey, a little campy sometimes, and it, it feels a little conspiratorial, but it's it's unlike other things, super innocent and just kind of examining internet mysteries. So um, like I was watching one earlier this morning on this weird VHS tape that's been on YouTube for a while and like the origins of it and like all this other stuff. It I I really like this this uh this channel if you want to get something that's kind of real life and kind of to feel creeped out about um it's a good one awesome cool dan what do you got oh barely sociable awesome very good um i have been watching ted lasso which is something that's kind of blown up recently i don't know if you guys noticed this but like online it's kind of gained a head of steam it's sort of like how you know breaking bad took like a couple seasons to get big or like succession. Like it's a slow ramp up. I feel like Ted Lasso's Apple plus show, which does not help it at all because you know, no one has that. But, um, I have heard early on it was good. And then yeah, over the last, over this like last few months, it's been building and building. So finally I watched it and, um, I can totally see why it's, it's, and, uh, Past and future guest, friend of the show, rotating co-host Dan Wyland will be jumping in joy listening to this because he's been telling me to watch it forever. Um, and yeah, the reason why you should watch the show is because it's very, very uplifting and wholesome. It's just positivity in the face of everything. You know, it's being a good human being. It's it's all positive things that you need right now. And that's in this show. So Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus. That's my reco. My reco is a YouTube channel. What? Awesome. It's called. It. That's St- all we watch now. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's the only thing. Uh, there's the only entertainment that comes out on a regular basis. Um, yeah. It's called Stuff Made Here, and this this guy's kind of blowing up lately. Um, mm. Like his most recent video has 3.7 million views, which is crazy because he has. Wow. 16 videos up on his YouTube channel. Um, and it's, it's absolutely insane because you can, you can see this, like if you started his first video and, you know, get up to current times, you can absolutely map out the, the course that his channel is taking. Like the very first video he put, I should, let's explain what he is, I guess. He is definitely some sort of like engineer machinist thing. He's got like CNC machines and like three. I've seen one of these, the uh, can't miss basketball hoop. Yeah, exactly. He um, Oh, I've seen that. So I think that was probably his first big one. Um actually, so the first thing he actually made was uh his first video was 3D printed sheet metal forming and he was just like, "Hey, can I uh can I cut out a piece of sheet metal and then 3D print a form to like smash this metal into a specific shape for this thing that he was making?" And that's the whole video. It's like it sounds really boring um, and it is a kind of an inherently boring thing, but like the steps he goes through, like his whole thing is all about all the like fuck up fuck ups that he has, um, yeah. which is one of the best parts. Um, but then from there, a few videos later, he says uh, he's going to make a can't miss basketball hoop, but this is version one, which is just like a curved backboard. Yeah. That, I'm seeing like, there's, there's a few different versions that he did over time. Yeah. And so the angles, the angle of the backboard, just like wherever you hit the backboard, more or less will start pushing the the ball where it needs to go almost, almost wherever, um, wherever you hit it. And then he does a version two where he just has a flat backboard and then he put like servos and like a yeah. connect camera that would like bank the, uh, the backboard wherever it needs to like angle the ball into. And then recently he did a version three oh, where the, where it actually like you can throw it anywhere at the wall and it will slide the entire basketball hoop to where your ball is going. And then 
also bank the backboard to make the ball go in like every <laughs> single insane. time is absolutely bonkers and like go watching him in just 16 videos seven months ago going from like how to form a piece of sheet metal to like this ultra complicated like machine ai basketball hoop is like super cool to watch um he also did uh he did a joint thing with uh, uh rover I was going to say, this, this kind of feels like a Mark Rober like, uh, adjacent channel. He even said right off the, off the get-go, he's like, yeah, you probably saw Mark Rober's dartboard. That's definitely like a lot of what this mm-hmm. is based off of. Um, but he, re- he recently did a video series, not series, he did an episode with uh, Smarter Every Day, who is okay. somebody, somebody else who definitely does not need any help being popular. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the, his videos get, you know, like 10 million every single time he puts up anything. Um, and well-deserved he's he's super cool too if you've never heard of mm-hmm. him that seems crazy to me but smarter every day is another good like science channel um he so smarter every day recently did a a thing where they just had a bat spinning on like a motor and they've they've like fired baseballs at it just to see how far they could get the baseballs to go uh um this guy uh stuff made here decided that he wanted to make a new baseball bat that has like this detonator style uh servo thing in it that when you actually hit the ball with your own fours it detonates four uh (laughs) yeah like blanks off off, like 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 gun blanks and like fires it off so that's another fun thing that you should watch um yeah not just uh, any gun blanks 50 caliber gun blanks according to the thumbnail on the video yeah so a lot of it is him just like testing to see like is this gonna blow my fucking arm off when it detonates (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh a lot of really great fun things going on there um he yeah, also has a pumpkin one there. to say to say halloweeny yeah pumpkin he made a robot that like carves pumpkins and that's really interesting too because he's talking about how to map textures onto a sphere and then make mm. that work onto a pumpkin and like all the depth uh sensing on his robot and stuff like that's really of, interesting like, so cool like s- like stupid projects with really cool steps that it takes to get there mm-hmm. stuff yeah. made here that's really cool i'm gonna sub that's great i'm definitely gonna be checking that out uh, and that will do it for this week's episode of Someone Should Make This. Thanks for listening. You can always tweet at us at, at Make This Podcast, and it would help us out if you gave us a rating on iTunes. Also, I'm falling behind. Uh, we have a Twitch channel, a YouTube channel, a Reddit, um, an Instagram that's empty, and those are all called Someone Should Make This. Um, but if you have any comments, a game idea of your own, or think one of our ideas already exists, uh, we want to hear about that. So email us at someone should make this podcast at gmail.com. We've had some pretty good uh, spooky Twitches, Twitch streams recently, yeah. so you can check that out oh, on our yeah. channel. Phasmophobia. Yeah, we should talk about that a little bit in yeah, the after party. In- including the uh, clip we shared last week of me losing yeah. my shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so good. Anyway, big so thanks. <laughs> it's re- this is really good. Big thanks to Mariachi Entertainment System for letting us use their music. You can hear more of them at mariachimes.com or as like Matt likes to say, Maria, Maria Chimes. Chimes. Until next week. Someone should make it. We've We've done done the the hard part. part. (laughs) Now someone should make it. Uh, Okay. So I want to, I want to lead off because I have a surprise for both of you. That is ridiculous and stupid. And you're going to, you're going to (laughs) think I'm an idiot for even having this. Reach under um, your chair, Dana. She's got a package <laughs> hidden under there. Uh, almost. So uh, obviously, I or not obvious, maybe. But if you if you pay attention, you listen. You, you've you've followed the uh, 
NVIDIA saga, you followed the PS5 saga, you know that I never secured a PS5. Wow. And uh, when all this was going on, I noticed that a lot of the peripherals were also selling out on on sites um, from people pre-ordering them. And so I thought like, okay, I'm going to try really, really, really hard to get one in November. I don't want to have to worry about peripheral stuff. So I'm going to do the weird thing and just pre-order that stuff because then I'll have it. And it's just one less thing to to hunt down when the time comes. So apparently, uh, one of these peripherals already shipped. Uh, I got it this morning, literally what? 20 minutes before we started recording this. You got a PlayStation 5 item? Um, yes, I did. And here's the funny thing. Uh, I think it's the most important part of the console. Danish mentioned it earlier. I have... You have a, a controller? I have a PS5 controller in my hand. <laughs> what? Um, which uh, is supposed to... Be the Jeff face just held it up in front of gaming. the camera. I can confirm he has a PlayStation 5 controller. I know. I have to move it really quickly so that the background replacement yeah. doesn't fuck it up. But um, yeah, apparently this is going to change gaming for me. And I don't even know if I want the console anymore because apparently this is this is enough. Just the controller. It is. That's mine. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why I have it. I don't know why it shipped a week and a half early when uh, I have a charging station also coming. Are other? Um, I got to look. Are other people getting these? Jeff, so why this aren't was you doing an unboxing video? Yeah, seriously. Everyone's like, doing <laughs> unboxing videos. Who gives a shit? We could blow up it's our terrible, YouTube channel. But so, let's so get some fucking views on our YouTube channel. So I have, I have learned the hard way um, that opening things like this before I'm ready to use them will usually cause me to not need them and then need to return them. I've done this with uh, a few what different things where I've, I've opened something before I could use it and then... Um, so like in this case, what if the only PS5 I can get is a bundle? I'm going to have an extra controller. So Ooh, I am going to leave this in its box. Controller. Oh That's no, the fucking I get worst to play with friends. You. you have a girlfriend. Uh, oh my God, there. now your girlfriend can play with you. Oh my God, that's <laughs> awful. Well, that's why I have this controller is because I will, what? my goal is to end up with two controllers. If I have three, I guess that's not the worst thing in the world. But um, if, wait, okay. oh, so your bundle also comes with another controller. I'm I'm saying if You're I saying, if I have to get a bundle when the time comes I might oh, end up with three controllers. I forgot that you still haven't even. I I was always yet. planning on having two. We all uh, anyway. This anyway, is, this is uh, stupid. Uh, unbox it on our YouTube channel, Jeff. Yeah, because Actually, there's a I, that's an order. Gamespot, there's a Gamespot article from today about how accessories are arriving early. So this is like real news. This is new stuff. Well, maybe we should we jump on Twitch after this real quick, and I can I can unbox. Jeff unboxes a PlayStation controller. Yeah. Danish doesn't want to do it. Look at that face. His, his whole thing was like, you got to do this. Oh, but yeah, I got to help. fucking live. No, no, you do it live here. I got to turn this stupid background replacement off. This is fucking with me. All right, here we go. So now you can see it. Now it's just, just blurry. Now it's getting background <laughs> blurred. What? Thanks, NVIDIA. This is great, still this is great radio. Still thinks great, it's a, video. It's a there, great there radio. Um. Let's watch the after party. We can just fuck off. Yeah, we can. Fuck yeah, off. we can. We can fuck off. Anyway, I thought you guys would would get. No, that's, that's that's hilarious. That's amazing. That's amazing. No, I'm, I wonder I'm, if mine's gonna show up. Yeah, I actually, I I kind of want to do that with the PlayStation branded Bluetooth headphones. I don't you know got why the headphones. No, I'm saying I want to. I, I like order it now so it, it's not like sold out or whatever. But um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. I just feel like it'd be cool to have those. Why? 
I don't know. I, I had the, the PlayStation 4 headphones, and the way They're that fine. they were constructed is the, the band was a solid piece of plastic, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a horrible design because everyone's head is a different shape, and sure enough, after no, like no, two no, or three the, months, mine broke. No, the play, the PlayStation 5 one, it's got two bands, an uh, upper band that's hard plastic that holds the form, and mm-hmm. inside it has a second band that's like rubber, and that's the band you... Uh, okay, Titan. so they did fix it because the yeah. PS4 one was horrible. I hated that I wasted I think money on that. In the thing. back of my mind, and this is almost certainly not true, but in the back of my mind, I feel like I'm looking forward to that 3D audio they've been talking about, and I right. I just feel like oh, it's gotta like work better with the PlayStation branded one. Which, I again, don't think that's probably true. not true. <laughs> I I have owned it's, it's, it's my own surround sound. Yeah, I, I've owned surround sound headphones, and right now I'm I'm rocking some Sennheisers, uh, which I have hey. or Sennheiser, which I've been using since college. Oh no, I got um, Audio Technica. Uh, Audio Technica is another great brand. I think just having a good pair of stereo headphones is better than having like a shitty 5.1 or 7.1 set. I don't think that even me like I don't think 5.1 or 7. I'm, I'm talking completely out of my ass, but like the way sound works. You don't get seven point one out of headphones. Like, what is that? I know. Mean? I don't. I yeah. think it. I think it basically is emulating it through the pseudo three D <laughs> audio. That's my assumption. So, so yeah. Like the the difference between your right ear and your left ear is. I'm trying to remember from college because they did a whole bunch of math for a game project on this. It's like zero point two six three milliseconds. Like it's super short, but it is quantifiable, and therefore you can simulate um, the disparity between your right ear and your left ear to get spatial audio. So yeah, maybe it's that. But that's like not it, what seven point one means. No, what I'm what, what I think it means. Again, I'm talking out of my ass too. This is wonderful. Um, yeah, if somebody's <laughs> it, listening it, and actually knows that these do anything, this, I this, actually I would really love to hear that. Yeah, email in. Um, this seven point one is seven discrete channels that are supposed to be different arrangements of your room. Right. It is using those separate channels and then, like Jeff said, doing offsets and different like. Or, audio tricks in the headphones to mm-hmm. simulate that. So it's still, it's taking the actual information from the seven channels and then giving it to you in specific ways. But that's not how, that's not how. It's not real 7.1. I, I no, agree. yeah, I know. Yeah. I like, because the the whole point of that delay is like sound bounces around your head, right? Like mm-hmm. it, your, right. your head blocks the right side. Yeah. And so the left side only gets like a tiny bit of that and it's on, yeah. it's on a delay and all that stuff. But like, your the shape like the shape of your head, the shape of your face, the shape of your ear, that all influences like how you hear that stuff. And I feel like exactly. if it's right. Well I, that I and don't. the PlayStation five has the I can't remember what they call it, but they have the ear canal mapping. There's yeah. I think they said they're shipping with five presets and they want to open it up so you can upload your own if you go oh, through yeah. the process. That's right. Like, I'm into that. That so that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think having branded headphones is gonna help with that. I think just having good headphones is gonna be enough. Yeah. Um I actually my uh I have. I'm using a USB headphones now. I uh, I had a good pair of Sony like you know headphone jack headphones, but they broke recently. I've been using them for many years, so I am definitely in the market for new headphones. I have two pairs of these. One's open back, one's closed back. The one I'm using now is closed back, and they're fucking brilliant. But they are like 180 dollar headphones. Yeah. Um, but the they have I got two were cables like, that are yeah. modular. These are the best headphones I've ever had, <laughs> bar none. Um, I'm it's looking cool for sub 100, but yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll do some research. See, here's the thing. Like, and Matt, you can speak to this because I know you're, um, uh, you know, a little bit of a gearhead when it comes to audio stuff. Like, I yeah, I'm you, I'm an audiophile, but I don't know anything about audio. I'm just like st- I like stuff that sounds good. Like that's as much of an audiophile as I am. I don't know how anything works though. I I 
I think I'm kind of similar to that. Um, although I, with a music background, I think I might have a little bit more knowledge on the, well, anyway, that's not the point. Point is like cheaping out on audio equipment will usually just give you shitty audio in my experience. Well, well there's like, there's, there's a range, right? If you tiers. buy a hundred dollar pair of headphones compared to like a $500 pair, that $500 pair is going to be like 10% better. Sure. Like that, oh, it's diminishing I mean. returns. Absolutely. But if you go but, like that, that like thirty dollar to hundred dollar range is massive differences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I guess that's what I'm saying is uh, my Sony's I got were like I don't know around a hundred. I got them on sale for like sixty or something like that. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for hundred sub hundred and yeah. I'd yeah, even push it to one fifty if they're like amazing. And, yeah, that's all. That's also obviously like there. There's people who have fucking superhero hearing and they're like oh i can hear the 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 strings <laughs> plucking on the bullshit. guitar you think it is you think it's like sommeliers where so it's- so there was this um i can't remember if tested did it there was this uh new uh record player or amp that um is like made out of marble and it's a tube amplifier and they were man i gotta look and see if i can find this video but it it's supposed to be just like crazy good audio, but it's like a $30,000 system or something like that. Um, marble amplifier. Dennis, I'm looking I have, it up right now. I have the headphones for you. Okay. Um, so these are the headphones. So what I have right now are the ATX or ATH-M50s from Audio-Technica, mm-hmm. but I had originally tested out somebody's ATH-M40s so they had the 40 instead of the 50, and I was like, I'm a baller. I'm going 10 more up. Mm. And I can't hear the difference at all. Mm. And that, that was like an $80 price difference between the two, maybe even more than that. Yeah, so, I, I see it here. Uh, so the M, the M40s are exactly $100. And there I would go. say they sound every bit as good as the ones I have. But again, you know, some some people definitely have better ears than I do. So yeah. There's, yeah. I don't want to say that they're not there, There's definitely better. an element of, of like personal anatomy yeah. that, that but comes into play with this stuff. me personally i and this is also like i listened to them and then i ordered the headphones and i listened to the new ones like two weeks later so like you know not exactly a side-to-side comparison but still uh the, the m40s were the ones that convinced me to go with this brand and everything so if a hundred dollars is your is your uh budget i think that that's the way i would go cool sounds good Audio Technica is definitely good. I have a record player from them, and it's it's solid. Hey, me too. Gosh, we're such like nerd hipster <laughs> dorks. It's just what we are. Um, do we have any Actually, fun, Jeff? Do you have any fun uh, Watchdogs stories? Yeah. Um, let me think. I I, I had Don't a crash spoil anything because earlier this morning. Um, oh, I haven't crashed yet. Right in the middle of a, a mission, it froze, and uh, I couldn't even force quit out. I had to of the game itself. I had to open up task manager, but the game wouldn't like defocus. And so I had to just like spam closing it in alt tab. It was bad. Um, oh wait, you were trying to close the game and it wouldn't close. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. That, it ha- actually that exactly, that exact thing happened to me last night. I had to alt F4 the game to get it to close up completely. There's a, there's this weird thing I noticed in the main menu where if you exit the game back to the main menu, it takes a solid like 30 seconds before you, or maybe even a minute before you can do anything on the main menu. It's weird. Um, That's not a fun story though. No, it's not a fun story. I'm trying to, uh, I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of uh, operatives right now that I've recruited and I have a pretty good list of potential recruits. Um, I had this getaway driver that I was trying to recruit and uh, she was 
you know, uh, positive about dead sex. So I didn't have to do like the background mission to get her on board. I just went straight into the regular mission, which was, I had to steal a car and then she wanted me to drive it into the Thames. And on, as I was leaving the hideout that I was stealing this car from, I drove into a gas canister and exploded everything, which I thought would be fine because she wanted the car destroyed. Right. It's (laughs) not the right way though. Uh, no, it wasn't the right way. So I had, I had my, uh, uh, my AI being like, yeah, I don't think she wanted that. Yeah, so, that's, uh, that's I had one to go of his, through like, the background. You fucked up voice yeah. lines. Um, I had a pretty good good uh, bug where I was in the the brawler thing and I was doing the underground fighting ring, and I got to the last person and it was this girl and her whole shtick was that she throws down gas grenades everywhere for the last yeah. fight. And what what happens is you fight her once and you knock her out and then the she gets back up and that's her gas grenade round. Yeah. And so I fought her and I just absolutely fucking obliterated her on the first fight. Like she didn't get a single fu- like hit off. Like I was dodging everything. It was perfect. And she fell down and it didn't do the cutscene. And I'm just like running around and her body is just like laying in the corner, like ragdoll. And mm-hmm. I'm running around the little arena and the announcer is like, Oh, something's got to happen. This is a stalemate. And he's just, I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? And I had to cancel out of the fight and go back into it and do all the fights over again. Mm-hmm. But while I was fighting everybody else to get back to her, her dead body was still in the middle oh. of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I got to her, I fought her while her dead corpse was like That's bunched awesome. up in the corner. It was great. I had a I had a bug with a fight thing too. I was on the very last one. And um, my my guy, again, was like this football hooligan. Um, I had a, like, I gave him this like really cool outfit because I love buying clothes and dressing up my characters. Um and he has a perk that gives him um, – it's like he bypasses the knockout phase. So usually when you, like, punch a person down, you have to manually knock them out. But he just oh. automatically knocks them out on the last hit. Um, so he was great through this whole thing. He was making it super fast. I think I did the entire quest in, like, 45 minutes. But I get to the very, very end, and you fight this, like, like Russian brother-sister duo or something. Oh, yeah. And – I the one with, like, I got the, knocked the masks, out. The black masks. Yeah, on. they have the masks on. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're actually related, but um, he got knocked out. My character got knocked out, so I had to switch operatives. So I went back into the fight uh, with this like very much not a melee fighter character because that was all I had. And I get to the very end, and the game glitched out, and there was only one of them, even though the description was still both of them. So I'm like, okay, I knocked the first guy out. The fight ends, and I win. I was hey. like, okay, I'll take that. Uh, but the funniest glitches I've seen have been invisible characters. So usually DeadSec operatives, or not DeadSec operatives, I'm sorry, Albion operatives. No, you said that because DeadSec sounds like the obvious It does. Yep. Even though like Day Zero, I think that's what they call it. Day Zero is like the one in the intro that they introduce you to is like Day Zero is the bad guys. Um, but anyway, Albion, I've noticed guards will disappear. So sometimes I'll take down an invisible guard or I'll be walking down the street and I'll just see a gun floating there. And then I'll see like a civilian with their like hands up behind their head, um, like kneeling on the ground in front of the floating gun. Um, those ones are interesting. Mine, mine went the other way where I saw a, a, a cop or whatever, kicking the shit out of the invisible man. <laughs> 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 so I saved the invisible man. I hope to have him on my team one day, but he's hard to find. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys have been talking about uh, like fight club and melee stuff. Like, can you talk about what the combat's even like? I have no idea. It's 
it's not it's not deep right like Mm -hmm. it's there's some basic there's a basic combo there's a dodge um and there is a guard break which is a grab it's a yeah they call it guard break but it's a grab yeah so it's a basic rock paper scissor that's your rock paper scissors yeah that's really all there is so so once you get down like i got down a combo that was like um wait for them to hit me dodge it do my retaliation hit and then start swinging again which would almost always cause them to guard and then i would just instantly do a guard break and then i just looped that and that worked like it's a that's good 80 percent of the time kind of yeah. sounds like uh like uncharted melee combat or something yeah yeah it's a lot like it, that it has a, a really forgiving perfect dodge mechanic so oh yeah yeah uh, <laughs> so what i would do is the fight would start um this is specific to the to the rings because it followed a formula so the fight would start and the ai would automatically try to attack first so every time that f- every, every single, single time so yep. you have like a guaranteed perfect dodge in this quest um so you do the perfect dodge you hit them back and then what i would do is i would do a grab if the grab connected you do the hit and then i would follow up with a combo if it didn't connect they would instantly counterattack, which i would perfect dodge hit retaliate do a grab and then that was my cycle that i yeah. would here's a would weird do. question like there's is it fun because i think that it's possible for games like with this very simple surfacey brawler mechanics to still be fun or it's fun. Does, is it okay because it's, it's it's fun and there's gunplay like you don't have to do mate like except for yeah. this one quest you don't have to do melee combat yeah and the quest is pretty short like it's it's like five it's five fights with five fights in them um sure. and they go by really quick um and like Really, the the reason why it works is because I don't know. Well, at least the way I play is like I try to stealth everywhere. I have my spider bot that I send in everywhere, especially because I have insta death on. Like I'm trying to stay out of the dangers right. as much as possible, which I really recommend because it's it's more forgiving than it sounds. Um, at least like you'll you'll lose people and you'll feel like really bad about it when they mm-hmm. die, but I think that enhances it. But like the rate at which you get new characters as well, like it's pretty high. So it seems like it's still pretty hard to lose. But uh, um. Like I'm doing that stuff, and it, it's not until I really fuck up that I'm having to get in there and punch guys. And I'm kind of glad that it is a more forgiving and simple brawler style in those moments because I'm going four hours without ever without ever throwing a punch, really. And you know, I gotta remember what I'm doing when oh, right, right. the shit hits yeah. the fan. Yeah, there, there's not enough time spent in it for it to feel old with all yeah. the other systems that are going on. Yeah. Like the spider bot thing is really cool, and like stealth taking down guards. I have my bot upgraded all the way, so I have a cloak on it too. Like there's a there's a lot of cool stuff with there. They do a lot of really smart things in the mission structures where some elements can be hacked remotely from cameras, but other ones require physical interactions which uh, like the physical stuff can either be a spider bot or you. So I find myself yeah. mixing up my approaches even within like one stronghold to be able to finish it out and like get the collectibles I want. Cause like you want to collect the tech points so you can upgrade all your shit, but you That's also want to. One thing I do not like about this game is the way you get the tech points. It's yeah. You I'm don't get rewarded. It. You don't get rewarded tech points for doing story stuff. Well, how do you, you have, you only find them out in the, out in the world so you'll be driving around and you'll see the tech point icon on your map which you know at first you're like oh i'm gonna go get that tech point but like the the variety of gameplay to get the tech points isn't that that large uh there's Mm -hmm. not that much variety so i kind of don't want to stop for them i drive past because like i'm driving somewhere i've got somewhere i'm trying to be usually 
So, like, I don't want to stop and throw my spider well, bot over a wall and unlock a bunch of stuff just to get 10 fucking tech points. Like, So, there are some side quests and I think some burrow quests that do reward tech points. And I've but it'll enjoyed be like listed, doing right? the burrow stuff because you do, like... Like there's uh, like these red icons on the map. And so you'll do a couple of these burrow missions and then you'll unlock like the final burrow mission. And I think in the course of that, you do get some tech points and then it always ends with you getting a new operative, which is where I got my football hooligan that I did the fight okay. club with. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely haven't done that much story stuff. And like I was, I'm doing mostly side quests and trying to get like new operatives and stuff. So like, but the story things that I have done, I've never gotten any tech point like upgrade points is what they are um mm-hmm. so they so far it's been a bummer but maybe they'll start sprinkling more of those out i don't know i've i've just been grabbing them when they're convenient if i can't figure out a quick way to get them i'll pass them up but once you unlock the once you like complete a burrow all of them appear on the map so they're easy to collect after the fact if you do want to like just max everything out um, yeah but you can't just run in and get them you always have to do like Puzzle, some of them you can puzzle. yeah some okay, of them are yeah, in like but you don't know that's protected a, spaces you don't know that until you like commit to doing it right and like um, if it's one that's like some of them are fucking hard and it's like i gotta get my spider bot into a weird spot and unlock 15 doors and walk in and, and, and right you know it's that or i jump over this wall and grab it and but both of those give me 10 points right yeah i, I found one that i just could not figure out how to get close to and it was in a guarded area and I just kind of gave up after a while. But yeah. I've had plenty of points to upgrade stuff. Like I just uh, ran through and spent 75 points that had just accrued over time. So I don't, I feel like there's got to be something else giving me points because I don't think I'm grabbing that many. Mm, that m- must be. I'm, like I said, I've, I've hardly done any story. I've, I've just been running around doing dumb. I got pretty good at darts. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even tried darts yet. That's cool. I remember playing darts in a, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Though there's a uh, an achievement for that one, and you unlock something if you get like a if you get the high score on the bar leaderboard. Dennis, what have you been up to? Man, I've been. Um, I just been. That, that's why my ideas have been running dry this week, the last few weeks, because I have been just tons. I've been fucking busy with tons of life shit. So nothing fun to talk about. Nothing I can talk about. You got a new it's computer. Just, Oh, yeah. I did get a new computer. That was fun. Um, the guy who built it, I don't know what Total he was doing. Total jackass. Total <laughs> jackass. <laughs> uh, so I got all the parts, and um, Matt offered to help. And what I had pictured was like, oh, maybe I'll take it out into the garage and you know have it on a bench, and Matt would come over, and we'd have our you know distanced and masks, and or maybe he'd help me over Zoom or oh, something. We, we could have done that, I guess. I didn't. No, no, yeah, that. that's kind of what I was thinking. And then Matt just said, "Do you want me to do it for you?" I'm like, "Well, <laughs> sure, that sounds good." <laughs> so yeah, because I, I just built mine, and I built another one off the old parts that I had for my old computer. It's like a media PC. And I was just like in this like PC building mood, so it sounded mm-hmm. fun to yeah. One so. Great. It was like a, it was a PC building service. I dropped off all my shit at his house, <laughs> and then like the next day. I mean, honestly, it was done that night, which is it was crazy. the fastest. Yeah, I was I, trying to do it as fast as I could. I did it in two hours. That's which, crazy. And so, I mean, yeah, I'm sure I think it's the next day. I think it's faster to build a computer from scratch than like because I've disassembled and reassembled my computer three times since August as I've been upgrading shit and like having to take stuff out and put it back in, like that's super time consuming. But if you're just like building it from the ground up, like, cause I have, I did the same thing, Matt, where I have a completely second computer, like ready to go right now uh, from all my old parts. So yeah, I, I got, I actually, I have like the timestamps. I think I got to the post in like an hour 20 
And then it wasn't like when I say two hours, that was like getting Windows installed, getting Steam installed, right. and then running like my first benchmark was yeah. within two hours, which I felt really good about because, uh, like I said, I've been doing all this stuff and like building my computer and my media computer. And I was just like, I was like, when you came over, you were like, are you going to do this tonight? And in my head, I was instantly like, this is a challenge. And so <laughs> I was like, yes, I am. So I wanted to see how fast I could do it. You, you had said something that made me think, wait, what are you talking about? You're going to do it tonight? Like that, like that, not like, Hey, uh, you're going to, uh, do this tonight, huh? It wasn't like that. It was like, wait, what? You're going to do this tonight. It was like, kind of like that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I expected it, to, it was the I disbelief in your voice like next week. <laughs> I mean, so Danish, when was the last time you built a computer? And this isn't like a dig or anything. I'm just curious. Six years ago. It was at it was, work, right? It was six years ago at work. Yeah. After work hours, you were, I remember we were all over there while you were building a computer. Yeah. I honestly like it's, it's one of the most fun aspects of owning a PC is like doing all this, like building shit. It really is. It like, it's almost like after you have all the parts together, obviously just for me, but like after I have all the parts together and I load up a game and I'm like, yeah, it's the same game with like, you know, higher frame rate. (laughs) <laughs> like that's almost it's almost disappointing yeah there was uh there was a moment after i got my graphics card where like shit just was not working for me and i was like oh man like everything in my computer is cherry like why is this not working and then i realized like oh my bios is like two years outdated and there was part of me that was really happy i could keep tinkering around for another mm-hmm. like 20 30 minutes um that went alongside the great I annoyance your bios gave you that much trouble but i've had so I my last motherboard I had an issue where the CPU would like nothing would be happening and it'd be like max a hundred percent usage and it just totally locked me out of the computer for weeks until I realized that it was a BIOS issue updated the BIOS and everything was great it was super easy um, but I've had weird things now that I have this thirty eighty I don't know if we want to get into it now but like just like weird quirks nope Danish on my certain, PC. certainly doesn't um, hey Danish I, I will say that the I fucking love this case. It is it's so gorgeous. good, isn't it? It's gorgeous. I I usually put the computers on the floor because I want desk space and whatever. And oh, Matt's that's like, your problem. No. You're sucking up all the carpet. Yeah, bugs. yeah. Well, I'm on a hardwood floor, but it's still a lot of dust. Hardwood um, bugs. But I I I have this on my desk now because I want it to be as clean as possible. And great but great it case. fucking looks so cool. That I do not mind at all. The only my yeah. only stupid nitpick is that I don't like that the USBs are on top because I have to stand up every time I want to plug something in. <laughs> oh no! I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Also, there are only two. My old computer had like four, but whatever. I got to plug more yeah, shit. You know, fucking guy. You know what we should do? Uh, we have What's this Instagram that we have not used. Let's put some PC picks up on there. Yeah, and then that? I also want to throw my uh, pumpkin up on there. Well, me and Danish is computer are basically identical except i swapped out the uh i swapped out all the fans in mine so they don't glow anymore i got the uh uh what is i forget the name of the company it's like the best fans you can get because i got the 3090 in there and it is a fucking hot box i had to just mm-hmm. flood the case with i warned you about that too that it was running hot um oh mine was running hot. Yeah. there's no way to turn the lights off through some setting in the fans uh you could like i don't care i'm just curious no, you you can, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I guess like, never... it's funny. There's 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 like fan light controls on the top of the case. That's so like there's you light change controls the color, on top. the dimming. 
but there's no off. oh it's all on the hardware interesting there's there's another set of buttons inside the case on the uh on the back side of it oh interesting um that like some cables run to i think they're at the top mm. um hold on i'm gonna look inside my case right now yeah um yeah up at the top there's another set of oh no off, off the top right this is the worst fucking <laughs> um, this is great radio what are you talking about yeah uh I think that might have a power button on it. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. I just it's more of a curiosity thing because I think it looks speed cool. color mode. That's I like. So, I have purple and it's dim and it's nice. So, yeah. uh, I wanted to ask you guys. I, I brought it up um, to you offline uh, a few weeks ago, but Sega released a uh, a prototype build of a Golden Axe reboot called Golden Axed, and. Uh, it was on Steam, I think, for only like a day or something. I haven't been able to refind it, but it's essentially a vertical slice of an unreleased Golden Axe reboot. Did you guys play this at all, or did you get it? No, I never heard of it. Go- I got no Golden Axe uh, affinity in me. I played the old Golden Axe; it was cool. I, I really loved it on the on the Genesis, uh, but I picked this up, and it's it's like a really short level. Um, it's like exactly the kind of hack and slash gameplay, but I just thought it was super interesting. Uh, as like a, not even a proof of concept, but this like artifact of game development that you don't often see out in I the went, world. I went to Galloping Ghost Arcade and played the resurrected Primal Rage 2 arcade board that they revamped and got working. And it's awesome. It was horrible, but I just, I, I agree. I yeah. love, I love this. I love this sort of archaeology, this conservation, like this, this old relics of, uh, you know, unfinished games. It, it's awesome. Um, I'm trying to look up the name of our case because it's just so good. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, Crystal. Maybe maybe we can throw that in the recos. Uh, it's the Corsair Crystal 570X RGB mid tower case. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. It's just a mid tower. It's not a full tower because it's got some space in there. Oh, it's, it's pretty got tons big, of space. I'm actually yeah. shocked that as soon as you said that. Because I have, I had to upgrade oh, to a full tower. Full towers tower. are fucking massive. Yeah. I guess well, I had so. to upgrade when uh when I got the 3080 because my my tiny mid tower, the uh, Meshify C was just too small. Yeah, I so I did. I got the Meshify C. We, me and Jeff got the same case at accidentally. And uh, yeah, when the I've thirty series cards came out, I was measuring the size of the cards, and I was like, I don't know if this is gonna fit. And uh, through a twist of fate, I ended up with a thirty ninety. I actually didn't want one, but uh, uh, a friend ended up with one, and he didn't really want to pay for it. And I was like, eh, I mean, I won't say no to a thirty ninety, <laughs> um, but uh, I'll I'll be paying that off forever. But anyway, I put it in my case, <laughs> and it was literally the back of the card was like rubbing against one of my fans at the front and i was like well that fan's not doing fucking anything and i did like some some temperature tests and it was just like cranking immediately so i ended mm-hmm. up swapping back into my my corsair crystal case because it's so much bigger and i'm you know, gets i know low. actually this is something that i think maybe we've talked about before but like matt you used to like do all sorts of custom case builds and like crazy shit i did you, yeah um i am not, not that, that crazy people got really crazy yeah i'm not that person in fact i think most of those things are garish and horrible um and i'm i hate like the look of gaming pcs i just that's not me so that kind of is a testament to how awesome this case is because i like it a lot hold on there's there's a lot to be said about minimalist stuff um you know i i ended up going to the media pc that's the front of my old case 
Yeah, I remember. I think I should. Yeah, yeah. You showed me a picture of that. We should. Uh, you should dig that up. The Mario case. You can. We'll you can it. Google it right now. Like Mario Brothers oh. case mod. Like it's. Hold on. I'm gonna. <laughs> keep, That's keep actually talking. pretty cool. Mario Brothers case mod. Uh, this was. It was that quite. Look, third image that comes up. I think, or maybe probably because I've googled it. In it. But so I is. just did a, a a straight Google and it is the third image and there's <laughs> that looks like a young Matt with a gaming oh, yeah. headset a on. Shitty oh, yeah. young Matt. Uh, it's uh, oh man, this is good. So we definitely need to throw some stuff on up on Instagram this week. Yeah, look at all the, the balls. Hits. Balls energy drink in the background. Are those Chips Ahoy? Chips cookies? Ahoy. Oh man. Oh wait, you guys got a different picture. Oh, I don't you know what? I clicked through. There's a second one. Yeah. So. Uh, Actually, yeah, there's there's another one here. Um, but what I love is that there's a green uh, teleport oh, yeah. pipe up on top, and I kind of wish that was a drink holder. Was it a drink holder? No, it was it was an exhaust fan. Uh, That's back even then, better. Ah. Back then, there weren't a lot of cases that had fans exhausting out the top, and that was my way of like integrating. Because uh, this was a pretty old case even at the time, I think. Uh, and the the temperature, the the airflow was not fantastic, so I needed an exhaust fan up. Man, look at this! You still have you have disc tray slots in here, oh, relics yeah. of the past. Like <laughs> it, I remember uh, when I it was the case I had before the Meshify C was the first case I had that didn't have any slots for media trays, and I thought like, oh, that's weird. Like, how am I going to load stuff now? Um, but the, of course, you the, know, the computer so I built years six later, years ago at work. Uh, I didn't have. It was the first non non optical, and it was it was weird at first. Yeah. yeah at, at first, I'm like, oh no, how am I going to install stuff? And then you think about it, and you're like, wait, I've never I installed. Never stuff. use a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> how am I going to well, install my know, CDs? I have uh, I have a <laughs> laptop as well with a with a USB drive, and so like anytime I do need to like do any sort of like weird like um you know very low level underneath the operating system stuff, you just do it with USB. Yeah, those are the photos I have. Yeah, I wanted to right I wanted now. to preserve them because I noticed one of them only seems to be loading through uh like the Google cache. Like it's not right. actually loading. I think Google just has it saved for prosperity. Mm-hmm. So these might there might be a time might be coming where these don't exist on the internet anymore. So we got to we got to <laughs> yeah. preserve it's them. It's so good. Um cases. Cases are crazy these days. Yeah. I think that's great. Uh, we'll we'll put all of this stuff on the Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I, last week was fun when we. Oh, that's the last thing we should talk about actually before we go. Is uh, Jeff your reaction to the phasmophobia clip that uh, went viral? No, it didn't. Uh, but people saw it on Twitter and it got some good responses. Did it? That's that's awesome. I I sent it to our our uh, good friend at Highlight Reel, no longer of Kotaku, and uh, he wrote me back. Uh, what looked like an automatic response uh, twice. I think he accidentally <laughs> responded again to his response. He watched to me, it so he loved it so much. It's good. The only th- I, it didn't show up on on Thursday's highlight reel. Well, uh, it's which not is a shame. Vi- the problem is it's not visual. That's, exactly. That's yeah, you it's, can't it's, see what's going on. Yeah. It's mostly audio. So I'm I'm hoping in in the next coming weeks. Uh, this is the second or third clip I've submitted to them. Matt, you got a clip on of you and our friend Chase playing Destiny Two. Oh yeah, uh, over the we summer did. I think. Yeah, we got the uh, the Destiny. Uh, Destiny had this new feature at the time where you could do like finishing moves once enemies' health was low enough, and it was only supposed to be for one player. And for some reason, it allowed us to both do a finishing move on the same uh, enemy. And it was like the framing of the video was like perfect, and it was all mm-hmm. accidental because this wasn't even made for this. And like, 
it wasn't like we were stacked on top of each other. We were like next to each other and like the timing of everything was perfect. So it was just like this like crazy scene where two of us just like go up against like a big fucking robot or something and like do dumb flourish moves. And I don't know. It was, it was a really, it was a really good one. Although you can find like a million versions yeah. of that bug now. Um, yeah. But, but yours was on highlight reel. We, ours was on highlight reel. What was it like listening to Brian react to your clip? I, so, <laughs> um, first of all, I, I want to say, I hope you're not like embarrassed, but like, we don't mean no, this to no, be no, like no. making fun I, or anything like not that. Not at all. It's I, the best possible. It's situation. the best. So it's the best. We watched it off air on loop for like 10, <laughs> 20 minutes yeah. when it happened. And I was cracking up the entire, like I couldn't yeah. believe how funny it was. And then I did the same thing with Mindy later. And, um, then we recut it. We put it on YouTube. I sent it to highlight <laughs> reel. I want people to see this cause it yeah, is yeah. funny. Yeah. I, I only listened to last week's episode right before we recorded this. And I had read in the description, like you made a joke about like a Jeff moment or something like missing out on a Jeff moment. And I was just like, Oh, what's that about? Like that, that reads kind of weird. And then I listened to the episode and I was very, very happy (laughs) with with the the reaction. The day after that happened, uh, I woke up, Kelsey was already awake. Uh, we were both, you know, we had like the morning tireds and, uh, I walked in and the first thing Kelsey had said was she was like, holy shit, Jeff screaming last night was the best. Because she was watching the, <laughs> watching it and she watched it live. And she said, she was like, I was laughing so hard I started crying. And then me and her started talking about it and she started laughing so hard she started crying again just thinking about it. it it's so fucking good. Uh, yeah. So you mentioned in, in the episode that I'm I'm wary of scary games. And uh, this is true to a point. I I mean, everybody played, is kind of, right? I like, mean, scary games are scary. I fucking love PT. I played it a ton. I know you did too, Matt. I played Dead oh, Space yeah. a ton. I played Bioshock a ton, which is maybe borderline scary. Um, I could not play Resident Evil 7. This last week, I did a ton of Halloween watching. Like, I re- watched <laughs> all the way through Ash versus the Evil Dead. I rewatched Evil Dead. But I oh, also I thought you watched... meant like scary games. Like, rather than play well, them, I watched no, I. I watched a, a let's play, a really, really well done let's play of Resident Evil 7. And uh, it was great seeing the game. Um, I felt silly for being so scared to play it. It's so different. F- VR is a whole yeah. fucking different beast, though. Like, it's yeah. so goddamn scary. Like, it's to the point where, like, if I don't think normal games scare me anymore. Like, I'm like, oh, no. VR is just so, like, it went from like, I used to be scared by movies and then I started playing horror video games and like, I'm not as afraid of horror movies yeah. anymore because of that. And yeah. now that I'm doing like VR games and like kind of getting over, I don't think like, I think like it's just this gradual thing Absolutely. where like, I'll never I, you know, be afraid of anything ever again until somebody we, is literally trying to kill me in real life. Yeah. <laughs> the other day we were playing uh, with Brian uh, and we unlocked a new level in Phasmophobia called the Asylum, which was very scary. And I remember thinking like, would I be willing to do this in a real abandoned asylum? Oh, fuck no. Fuck no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I, I don't believe in ghosts at all. But yeah, like yeah. in the moment, it doesn't matter. There's just yeah. like some kind of like oh, primal shit. It it gets in, in your lizard brain. And even yeah. if you don't want to, you feel shit behind you after yeah, you've yeah, watched yeah, yeah. or played something. Go, like we finished uh, yep, uh, real now. Hill House. And like Mindy's like, why aren't you scared? And she's like, Mindy. Ever since the episode ended, I felt like I've been being watched and like I feel like there's something in here and I know it's just my head and I have fun with it, but it's not a comfortable feeling. And to do that in real fucking life? No I think I would do, do it. 
I think would, I would you? Yeah. Because here's the other thing, though. Like my mind, my mind immediately goes to like figure out all the possible things that can kill you right now, right? Mm-hmm. And I think immediately you're gonna think like ghosts, right? Just because that's like the setting. But then also I'm gonna be like, well, what if there's like animals, squatters animals. here, or animals? Yeah, yeah and, like, squatters mm-hmm. and animals. Yes, that's what I'm, yeah. That's what I am actually afraid of. So uh, I may have told this story before. I'll just tell it again because we're in <laughs> belated. Sp- spectacular episode um <laughs> well, i mean uh, arguably closer to halloween than our last episode was i guess not arguably uh, actually actually yeah actually. right um it's price is right rules unfortunately um oh. anyway so <laughs> we, we used to love doing this stuff uh, me and my friends we'd go to like spooky places there's this place in illinois called munger road it's supposed to be haunted we went there we'd go there in the middle like fucking back when we were in high school we had nothing else to do and so like two in the morning we'd go driving out these old fucking haunted roads and stuff and we liked doing it so there's this one house we found just ran randomly driving around bumming around and also we've gotten pulled over many times because we would just be driving around aimlessly looking for trouble um but anyway uh we found this one house and we're like oh shit we got to come back here at night and so we did (laughs) and we walked we like it was a little bit ways off we saw in the distance there's nowhere to park so we found some place to park and we ended up walking through this field and there was this house and it was, it was con- condemned. It was like board. There was, um, it was boarded up. There was a fence around it that said, do not enter. So we, we hopped the fence and we went in like hardcore. And I actually had, uh, I was a, I was a TV producer at the time working at a local TV station, public access TV station. And I checked out a big like TV camera. Uh, and so <laughs> what? We, we, we were going to film this. I love this story. We were going to film this whole thing. And so, yeah, so we're, we're outside the house. I have the camera on. I have the, I turn the light on. Uh, and so it's blasting light. I'm recording. We're kind of like taking it easy. We're like peeking through the windows. We're not really going in. There's no easy access in. And uh, we were fully intending on it. But even looking through the windows, it was terrifying because it was like so dilapidated and everything, you know. And then we, there's, I think there was three of us, I think three or four of us, and I'm the one with the camera. They're all kind of spreading out. Where you know, like, look at this. They have like flashlights, and they would like, oh shit, look at that thing over there. I'd go over to the window, peer in with the camera, and look at this fucking crazy looking whatever, like uh, fucked up part of the house or whatever. All of a sudden, we hear something. Like, did you guys hear something? And then we were like, we, all this fucking dead quiet. We're like listening, and then from the other house, from the other side of the house, we hear a fucking loud bang. And we're like, holy shit, all of us run. All of us start <laughs> running the opposite direction and like hopping the fence to get out of here. <laughs> I, and this is, I, I've never been able to live this down. Like a fucking horror movie, I tripped on a tree branch. No, damn. Face planted on my way out, dropped the camera, <laughs> scrambled up, ran, hopped the fence back out. The camera's back inside the property. Oh, Danish. Like, so we got to go. And it was fucking, this happened to us in Phasmophobia. We got to go back and get the camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, God damn it. So then what we did is we we were able to somehow find a way to get the car on the road, like close enough to the house where we can shine lights on it with the headlights. We turned the headlights on so I could actually see what was going on. So and there's then, there's art, there's like possibly a, just a person in this house, right? Who wants you to get the fuck out. Like you don't my, know what it is. My, what kind of bang was it though? Was it like a shit falling was over? It a, okay, so it wasn't like a gunshot because no, what no, I'm no, thinking no. is like some homeless person in there has a gun. No. It was a loud bang that 
almost sounded like a gunshot, but it was, I think it was pretty obviously a bunch of stuff tipping over and falling over. And so, so my guess is that like... it was some sort of like animal that got scared and scurried and knocked something over that like oh, domino sure. effect knocked it over something huge and fell over. That's my best guess. Uh, it's or very, ghost. It's possible it was a squatter that like, but like, why would a squatter push something over and make a loud noise? You know what I mean? That doesn't that doesn't make any sense. I mean, you get. I mean, they could be scared uh, and try I mean, like scare me against, off. Yeah, right. Because because homeless people are subjected to a lot of violence and or people experiencing homelessness, I should say, yeah. it, so, experience a lot of violence. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I did. <laughs> I was Guys, like, it was ghosts. We don't have to get real, but it was fucking ghosts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I went back in and got the camera. Now here's the worst part. I wasn't filming when that happened. Dan ish. I know. I was filming. I have shots. I don't. I. I don't think I'll be able to find them. But I have shots of the house of me peering inside and us walking around it. But the actual event was not caught on camera. What a bummer. Yeah. That's. Uh, I love that story. Um, I have. I have. I have. I lived in a haunted house for a little bit. That's a whole nother thing. Here we it's go. too late to get into now. But <laughs> is um, it? I even thinking back on it, like I still get chills. That's why Give I turned the off TLDR. my background replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, What's the TLDR? Um, so we had moved out of Chicago when I was a kid up to like the Illinois Wisconsin border, and we got this house, and um, just a lot of like bad feeling in the house. I was also going through some crazy mental health stuff that didn't carbon help. monoxide poisoning. We've been over yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, like there was a, a room in the upstairs that like was darker than all the other rooms that I didn't like having an open door. <laughs> That's for. haunted. It's um, blacker than black. And then uh, <laughs> of course the basement was, uh, was I hated being in the basement. I remember I would go down there and like, it would be okay when I was like walking down there. But as soon as like I was ready to leave, it was just oppressive, right? Like this feeling. Um, and then uh, my, I, my mom told me that she had heard, things and at one point felt someone put their hand on her back and she turned around there was no one there she was actually home alone so you know shit like that i don't believe in ghosts um but uh, i've definitely lived through some weirdness i i mean look yeah i have a couple of ghost stories like i don't so that's the kind of thing that's weird like i i also don't believe in ghosts but my mom has told me shit that has happened to her and i believe mm-hmm. her and it's sort of this like disconnect of like well there has to be a rational explanation, but like, I don't know what that is because that right. does nothing. I can't think of anything that explains this situation, but I always think back to like one of my favorite quotes ever uh, was Penn and Teller and talking about the supernatural. And they said that the supernatural is just like a magic trick. Either you don't have all the information or you have all the information, but you don't, you aren't clever enough to figure it out. Yeah. And I thought that's genius. That's exactly what, that's how you should look at unexplained phenomenon. Uh, either you're not, you can't put the pieces together, or you just don't have the information. No one. No, you actually... jump straight to ghosts or aliens, and then you say <laughs> uh, God has a special plan for all of us, and yeah. then you don't have to think about anything all that hard. That's this week's episode. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Penn and Teller is a great place to uh, to yeah. stop it, guys. Another great week. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I'm glad we. I'm glad we extended Halloween a week because that was some fun fun stuff there. Yeah. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye, everybody.